0: listening to the High Noon Podcast, your host, Mason Smith.
1: All right, hell yeah. I couldn't be more excited for this episode. Welcome to another episode of High Noon. I have two very special guests and one guest that's going to be joining in a little bit. But uh, introducing uh, Sean Trainor. Uh He's the coordinator of all of the uh, Texas Improvs. In uh, around town, yay! And uh, Jay McClintock, uh, Jay is the GM of the Addison Improv here in Texas. Welcome, guys.
2: Hey, glad to be here.
1: Yeah, I'm glad to have you guys on. Love the studio. Yeah, right. <laughs> this is the High Noon Studios right here.
2: I see horses. I see. I see. A, is that a ten point over there? Yeah, I, I don't know. Do, I don't know if uh,
1: for moose. It, m- m- how do you, you don't say mice. Mises. What's a plural m- moose? What's I plural? I think it's. I
2: think it's. think it might be
1: mooses we'll just go with we'll just go with moose Moose mice yeah because geese you say geese and goose yeah But you don't say meese and moose maybe maybe
2: it's
1: mooses mooses yeah well but uh, i don't know if you count points on a moose i think you might do the spread like the 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 inches of the spread you know
2: for someone not
1: from
3: texas that sounds like a very texas thing you should uh, you're spinning out over
1: there. Yeah, well, I mean, I, you know, I, like you I said, You've gotta take the
3: girth of the guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, like I said, you know, I grew up in Arkansas, so uh, okay. I've been, I shot, I shot at least two or three deer every year uh, since I was twelve.
3: Oh, I see. I was a huge hunter in this video game called Big Deer Hunter. Oh yeah, incredible. Yeah, on the computer though, right? No, no, I had it on like an Xbox and okay, got that. Gun. I had the Sapphire one. Oh
2: oh. oh, oh, yeah, like the yeah, it was like so, the arcade. So awesome. I've yeah. killed about sixteen thousand ducks on NES back in nineteen eighty.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's the and then the woo, 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 woo. <laughs> yeah. They
3: that's get that little dog that pops up. Right. And
2: he, <laughs> the dogs. A, <laughs> <he's> <laughs> he fucking
3: laugh at he'd you. Laugh at you. <laughs> that <laughs> fucking <laughs> asshole. Yeah.
2: What a jerk.
1: Um. But yeah. Uh, so what were we talking about right before this? We were. uh. What were we just talking about? And we were like, well, we better save that. I think you, uh, you were talking. As you can tell, I'm very good at podcasting. Well, you're,
2: you're, I think you were talking uh, just about. Uh, with... He
1: met he met Coco, and then he saw
3: yeah, the guy you, up at the yeah, open mic. You,
2: yeah, the, the trick, uh, oh happening. Lee Syatt.
1: Yeah. Lee Syatt, yes. So I met Lee uh, in Providence, Rhode Island at an open mic, and uh, super fucking cool dude. I was like, I was like, that's fucking Lee Syat right there, and no one's talking to him, and I just went up to him, and he was fucking really nice. Uh, I ended up booking him. He's did my show a few times in Boston, and uh, I actually I have his number. Like we talk every now and again. That's fucking awesome. super cool dude. And he uh, he still regularly regularly does uh, Uncle Joey's Joint. I think is what it's called now. The new Joey Diaz podcast. Oh, Okay. And uh, he was just on there. Oh, Coco Diaz.
2: You know why they split up? I, I don't remember why they split. Uh, up.
1: Joey was just I, from so I kept I was I listened every week, and uh, it seemed to me that. Uh, Joey Diaz was just, and this is obviously, I don't know him, but from listening to the pod regularly, um, it seemed like he was just sort of, it was right when the pandemic hit and he seemed like he was sick of L.A. Like it it seemed like he really was just kind of tired of doing it and he was was making the move back to Jersey. Lee was going to leave and go to, I think he went to Wisconsin first for some reason. It was right in the beginning of the pandemic when nothing was open. And then uh, and then obviously Diaz moved to uh, back to Jersey. I mean, so where they,
3: Diaz is at now? Is mm-hmm. Jersey?
2: I'm, sure, mm-hmm. like, I mean, I'm sure they made it South Jersey too. Okay. I was told it was a very popular podcast. I didn't, I didn't listen it, to myself. Yeah. So I'm sure they made a pretty uh, pretty penny off that.
1: Yeah, for sure. One. And it was that was an eight year run.
2: That's a long time. Weekly?
1: Yeah, and, and I think in the beginning, I think they used to do two in a two week two in a week.
2: Okay.
1: Yeah, oh, which I, mean, I couldn't imagine. You know, it's it's,
3: it's I'm very happy for Coco. You know, he's last time I saw him, I was over at a Majestic Theater, which uh, holds apparently seventeen hundred people, uh, and it was sold out. Um, Of course. And you know, it's it's that guy has been in the biz for a long time. I mean, um, you know, he used to tour with Rogan. Right. Um, I'm gonna. I don't know where he at in numbers, but I'm gonna probably put him at twenty five or thirty years of the game.
1: Oh, he. I think he's. I think he's right
3: up there with Rogan, which is Rogan's thirty plus. Yeah. So. You know, and I'm just it—it it, it stinks for somebody that's been in the game for that long
1: without getting the break. Well,
2: he, but I'm break, just so his, happy he got the. His break was kind of late too. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean,
1: mean, he almost quit before he got longest m- yard. Oh, I, I, I got
2: a—I got so. a story about uh about Joy Diaz, and you know, this is back in 2004. I'm really good with dates. So this is a. Is
1: that a little touch of autism?
2: No. Uh, yeah, maybe. Very well, <laughs> could be. It's it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. We could we could actually we can actually play a little game later on if you want. Oh, I'd love it to. It is <laughs>
3: crazy. The what dates gonna, and numbers this guy will remember. It's it's um, remarkable.
2: Mo- movies, movies especially I like movies. I'm I'm pretty good at knowing that and uh, once I learn your birthday, I'll never forget it. No. no. And he doesn't Just try June, to. June eighth. June eighth, cool. Well, I'll know it. Well, I mean, same I, as Tony Hinchcliffe. Not to not to bring the the room down, but uh, it's the day after June seventh, which is the day my dad died. Oh, <laughs> in oh,
1: oh, wait wait hold on, <laughs> uh,
3: it was a while ago. Get over. It was
2: yeah, it was twenty eight years ago. So it's like, <laughs> but I but I, anything anything Gemini early Gemini, I'm pretty good
3: at. It, you know what's actually really funny is sometimes I'll forget somebody's birthday and it's my own family, right? Be, and he will be like, uh, no, it's this date. and I'm like, are you sure? Why do I even say that? But
2: short story long basically it was Mother's Day at the Addison Improv back in 2004 I think we had like 20 people in there and he was and Joey was not even the headliner he was the feature all week and he had no shit he headlined that Sunday and he was like yeah hey. and we had him a few times after that it's funny it, it, him and like one other comic I'd say with Bert Kreischer they would Love do Bert. they would do our club and they wouldn't sell yeah they did like maybe 150 and then they left and now they <laughs> won't come back because they don't need to right yeah
1: they I mean Joe, I think that Obviously Burt can do uh-huh. an arena But hey That's a good <laughs> one uh, And then Joey does theaters yeah, too Yeah I
2: mean and, and more power to him
1: Yeah um, You know Joey hasn't really even been Doing comedy Like from what I've heard From his podcast Interesting Yeah he's just kind of like Doing the family Maybe thing Maybe that's
3: why he ignored me yesterday Just give me a thumbs up
1: Hey whatever <laughs> Oh wait where did you see Is he in town No
2: we talk No he just Oh it. gotcha him. Very cool That's
1: fucking awesome Hey how many seats are at the improv
2: Oh, right now we're sitting right around 300. Fuck yeah.
1: yeah. And, and With the pandemic,
3: we've reduced the seating. We had a little bit, but not yeah, a lot. No, but
2: just still, we're, just, still, we're still hovering I mean, around 300. I've
3: packing it, packing it. We just try to give a little more elbow room. Okay.
1: So. When, when Vulcan's got, ro- when we do the Rogan shows, we have about like 325. Okay. That's nice. But man. we but also have mean, that you, upstairs. Yeah, does the upstairs are count on that, where they can't really see the stage? So they call it obstructed view seating. Okay.
2: So do y'all, do y'all charge less for that? Yeah. yeah.
1: That's fine. Well, I I Vulcan doesn't do the uh, ticketing. It's through that um that big laugh, okay. Which is like not that's a separate company. Oh,
2: it's weird. I mean, I, I get it. Yeah, we have a, we have a ticketing agent too, but yeah. yeah. I mean, that's yeah, that's pretty pretty much in line with what we got. So I mean, yeah, it's that's cool.
1: Yeah, um, I and mean, it's a, it's a cool venue. I like Vulcan.
2: So yeah, Vulcan. It's it's, cool. it's definitely
3: it's fun working. different. You can tell it used to be like a nightclub. It's, and it's a, an
1: EDM venue. You no,
3: know, yeah, can, it's, it's definitely yeah.
2: got that EDM vibe. It's like where you, it's you got the upstairs and downstairs. Mm, yeah. I like that. I like when places that. Don't look like comedy clubs become comedy clubs. I think it's a it's the obscurity. It's it. very yeah. It's 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 just cool.
1: Um, and so I'm new to Austin. I've only been here since October. Uh, where where is Addison?
2: Addison's sitting up. Uh, we're a, we're a, we're a suburb of Dallas, so uh, we just about we're, okay.
1: About ten fifteen minutes north of downtown Dallas. Uh, I yeah. just went and saw Tool. In Dallas, where'd you where you see them at? That uh, the airplane arena, uh, American, American Airlines. Airlines Arena. Yeah, yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. We're about we're probably about oh, probably about twenty twenty five minutes away from them. Uh, yeah, okay.
1: And then I saw another club. I saw just we were just you know uh, that Elm? Elm, Oh, Deep Elm, Deep Elm. Deep Elm. Yeah, uh, there's a club there. I don't remember what. It was- Quite a few. You got the trees Is and oh, trees you, down Deep there. Album, is, he's
2: oh. probably talking about Dallas Comedy Club. That's what. Yep. The D C C yeah. it, it looked brand new. They, I, they, it's. Uh, they took over for another venue called the Dallas, Dallas Comedy House. House yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, so do, do all the cl- do you guys like all like know each other and like yeah. do y'all try to? Co- or is that your job? Is to do you it's, coordinate it's, the acts so that people don't overlap? Don't, and, no, no, no.
3: We don't. We don't worry about what they're booking. That's, okay. That's them. But as far as like. Uh, the top level we all communicate okay so you know it's a it's a it's a good community you know down, uh, Texas is a huge community for co- comedians Yeah, you I mean, know Bill Hicks Sam yeah. Kennison yeah so it's a you know when when it comes to those venues we're friends all of us you know I mean uh, managers at this place and managers at that place we all we all communicate and talk and right, um, right. you know it's we all have our individual missions, but we're not trying to hurt each other. Right, it's, right, it's, okay. We, we, you know, I think the biggest piece is: Have you been to L.A.? No. Okay, so I've you have through it. Um, L.A. There's, you know, literally comedy clubs on the, almost on the same street, you mm, know. Yeah, so yeah, and they they all can sell their tickets. And how we look at it is, you know, all of us can work together. When you have, you know, what do we have? Three million people in DFW or something like that. Yeah, three to uh, three to oh, five. Oh, Dallas, Fort Worth. Yeah, yeah,
2: just DFW as a whole. The metroplex yeah. is pretty
3: big. We, we got we got enough people to fill the venues. Right. So it's all it's all based on who you bring, and um, you know, and the, every every one of the clubs kind of have their own role. Okay. So some clubs, uh, you know, they're gonna play with more of like uh, the MCs. Features are their headliners. You know. Okay. Our our features would be their headliners, or our okay. MCs. But, you know, then there's tears. And, of course, right. when you get to, like, the Majestic or the House of Blues, and then you have the big theater, and then you have the gigantic one, like the AAC, where you saw a tool. Okay. Um, so those are kind of, like, all the different, sp- you know, spaces. We're, like still, we're gotcha. still
2: waiting for that That one person that could maybe sell out AT&T. Yeah. That'd be – I think for that, you'd almost have to have, like – It would have to be, like, two or three.
1: No, two or be three like, people Ke- together I, in a
3: big
2: maybe, – Maybe Kevin Hart, Dave yeah. Chappelle, and Joe – yeah, some like that.
1: I bet. I bet you don't And, and, think Gabriel, you don't and think Gabriel. Chappelle and Rogan together could do it. Yeah, it's like eighty thousand.
2: Oh, oh, it's, oh, oh, no, I no, I no! Dude. It's like hundred thousand yeah. people. Oh,
1: okay, okay. Yeah, okay. It's I family. wouldn't even want to see comedy like that. It's
2: not the. Same. I know. It's more like, but there, it's more for the credit. Like you just want to yeah. say that you did. Like, kind of like
1: when you do Madison Square Garden.
2: Well, I'm told Madison Square Garden's actually really good for comedy, though.
1: Okay, I've never, I haven't seen comedy there.
2: It's, just, I've never, I've never actually, I've never been to Manhattan. I'd love to go to. Manhattan. Uh, I know that. Uh,
1: wrote, Let's get in the car. Let's go. Now. Every, <laughs> every, every year, um, Bill Burr goes back to Boston, and they do this uh, uh, comics come home. Yeah. And it's at the TD Garden, well, but it's like it's like ten comics that all started in Boston.
2: Well, funny you should mention that. We actually were scrolling today, and he is putting on. The first ever comedy show at Fenway Park this year. Bill Burr is. Bill Burr yep. Wow. You, and, and, and you see, I've you been by, to Fenway
1: multiple were you, times. you
2: were you surprised at how kind of small it was? Uh
1: yeah. Well, the first time I yeah yeah yeah.
2: So I went to I, when I went there, I saw the Rangers play the, the Red Sox and they beat us pretty handily. But I got to do the uh, classic tour beforehand. Mm-hmm. So they have, have you ever seen that movie? The town takes place in yeah. And, and yeah. So they, they, ben Affleck, right? So, right? Good movie. Oh, so they give you like that movie really helped the tourism of Fenway. Kind of become a thing because they're like, oh yeah, they were here and this is where they do this. So they take us, uh, they take us through. And then they took us to the the infamous seats that are pretty new. They're on top of the big green. Oh, monster. Oh yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah. yep. So hey, Sean, I mean, I'm sure he knows these numbers. But let me give you, let me throw you some numbers out, right? Uh, for like a regular season game, you're gonna spend like three to five hundred dollars a seat there.
3: Even the crappy ones.
2: Any game, but okay. well, they're, they're all they're all the seats. They're the seats on top of that big green monster, okay. and you get like a server too, right? And then for like playoffs, you're probably spending three to five thousand. <laughs> and if they go to like the World Series, they told me, yeah, these will easily sell for fifteen to fifty thousand. But
1: what's even shows. more crazy is that people will buy them.
2: Oh well, of course, <laughs> <laughs> they're just
3: fanatics out there.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's and a, also, a, also, a town. Boston is. I mean, when you meet, like, I lived there for eight years, and and I love Boston. I miss it every day. I love Boston, but the the sports thing there is so like if you're you're either a all of the fans of it or there's one thing that you're like oh that, we got season tickets okay. uh, my favorite thing though was I went to a Bruins game that okay. was the coolest fucking thing I've ever been to, as far as a live sport. Do, do event.
3: people typically
1: give away their tickets? Yeah, like, every time I've gone to Fenway, we're
3: free tickets. Okay, so it's like someone has them. Just so it's not like that level where they're like, I can't even give this away. Well, yeah. I have to be well, there. Well, the, some people probably. Uh, probably.
2: Well, the one, the one team up there, I know for sure, and I don't think it's like this anymore. But when Brady was there, they had a twenty-year waiting list.
1: Yeah, and I, I never went to a football game, but I've been to the stadium for concerts well, and. Well, it's a big. Well, there's a comedy a, club there too.
2: Yeah, well, it's a big misnomer. In
1: the stadium, there's a comedy club. Uh, so they, they built this like town yeah. almost.
2: Well, it is like like Foxborough. It's in Mansfield,
1: yeah, Mansfield, or is it Foxborough? You no, know, it's Foxborough. Oh, Okay. And,
2: and people, there's a big misnomer. People are like. You know, we'll just go down the street to the... You're yeah, not going it's, to... It's an it's, hour away. Yeah, it's not close.
1: Oh, yeah, it's not. Yeah, and then also, it's like, it's its own little thing. Like, there's a shopping center, like, where there's bars, there's a comedy club. Yeah. I think it's called the Comedy Scene. Okay. I think uh, I think that's exactly what it's called. Yeah, yeah. and uh, Chris Tab, is the, is the he's the guy there. My friends that I can, have started with are just now getting to host there. Nice. Um, my good friend, an- Andrew Vickers, who I started this podcast with, uh, had just hosted for Chad Daniels at Laugh Boston. Um, and then he hosted for uh, Chris Farley's brother, oh. uh, but that was out in. Um,
3: What's Chris Farley's brother's name? Tom, Peter. Tom, Peter. T- yeah. Is it, is it Peter? Peter Farley. I think it's no, right. no, I'm no, thinking no, of Peter Farley. No, no, It's not. I'm thinking uh, of Peter Farley. I'm not Farley. sure.
1: I, is it? Chris? No, no. Uh, yeah. I forget. It doesn't matter. But the last name's Farley. It's Far. It's yeah. Farley's brother. It's Chris Farley's yeah. brother, which is very cool. And that was at the casino out in. Um, do you Do you know the casino? The big casino that's Springfield. Okay. I think it's we're in God. Springfield, Mass. Yeah, and that comedy club is called Roar. And uh, my uh, my couple of my buddies are starting to get to host and shit. How are the people of Boston? They seem like they
3: I love. I I, lo- I, are they um, nice? I
2: would I would put their I would put like okay so seem,
3: they look in the movies. They seem very impatient.
2: So I know. I went to when I went to the I went to go see Metallica there at Gillette in Foxborough. and but Gillette, that's we what it's called. We were rocking, and me and my buddies, of course, we were rocking our Dallas Cowboys gear. And of course, the big debate happens over who the real America's team is. And I'll tell you this much: they were very gracious. I mean, they're very cocky because they just, you know, they just won the Super Bowl. But again, as far as like a, a fan base that should be a lot more toxic, I would say that the Patriots fans were were pretty amazing. Okay,
1: I think it's more intense for a uh, for the baseball. For, oh, like They, that, they, they, that, were, jerks. That they the, were jerks. They the were jerks. The Red the Red Sox Yankees thing. Yeah, that's like way more intense than any of the other stuff. They, they went a while before they got their— because wasn't that the 0-3? Uh, 03, 03. 03. 80, 86 years. Yeah. Was so. it? And then they won it in 3 or O four. 4 oh, I think. They won
2: it in 4 and then, and then they won like two more. And, and then
1: they won like, again. My I only f- know this because oh. that Drew Barrymore movie. Oh, oh Fever Pitch? Uh, with Jimmy Fallon? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, when I first moved there in 2013, they won. They won the World Series that, that, that year, too. Um, uh, but So I lived in Quincy. Which is the first city right, below, like right when you get out of Boston, okay, yeah. and it's its own city too. It's like a hundred thousand people. Mm-hmm. But I lived, I even lived in another sector of Quincy, which was out only one way in, one way out on a peninsula called Hal's Neck, and that is what I loved because I, I made, it was a neighborhood we had a little dive bar with pool tables and there was a nice little restaurant on the right all right on the water when you left my front door the harbor was the boston harbor was right there there's so many there's it, so
2: many memories it, it, like- it was
1: and then like all the people i met there down to earth blue collar hard work like just like hey we're here for just a good time you want to come over for some beers like it would and then they would have us block parties like I, I loved it there. Fourth of July was the best.
2: Well, the other thing is living in Boston. It kind of, it kind of sets you up for the, the, the cost of living that you have here in Austin. Oh Dale. yeah, I was. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty much a lateral I, move.
1: Yeah, it is. And that's you know when I moved here, everyone's like, oh, it's so much cheaper. It's, uh, it's not. No. It's, no, it's just simply not, yeah. and it's it's been
3: getting. I'll say this: tremendously uh, Austin
2: has slightly better parking than Boston. <laughs>
3: uh, I'll give you that's slightly. true. That is slightly
2: true. Only slightly.
1: Uh, have you noticed that uh, you can, if you park on the street, you don't have to pay, and no, you don't get any tickets. But if you get in a lot, then you'll get a ticket if you don't pay.
2: We, no. we we parked the we parked the car at the hotel and we have not, we have, not, oh, there we have you go. not moved it yet. That's yeah.
1: the move right there. Yeah. I mean, where, where are you guys staying downtown?
2: Yeah, we're staying right there. We decided to go real way off, right off of Sixth Street, so we're like we're walking distance of just everything yeah. that's there. Nice. We're very touristy this time around. Yeah. So. You
3: guys,
1: uh, you guys am wearing a fanny pack.
3: Right scooting. No, you guys ever scootin'. hop on the scoots? You know we talked about it, but our luck, one of the two of us, if not both, are going to go back with cast.
1: So I can tell you. You guys came at a good time because they just now released the new scoots with suspension. Oh, because oh, when I got that's here, a game changer. When I got here, the the lime scoots didn't have shocks on them. That's, really, and that's a lot of tick, 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 oh oh. Tick. oh I I, when I first rode them, I told my buddy, I go, I don't like, I don't like. And, it. And you're talking about that. This is sketch
3: for, for the audience that's not aware. This is the scooters that you can rent with an the electric app. Electric scooters, and then you you drive around and pretend that you're a car. Yeah, yeah. and
1: yeah, and also you, it says do not go on the sidewalk. Yeah, but like yes, it, everybody's everybody does. on the sidewalk. Yeah, it's that pisses me off when I'm working at Vulcan yeah. and people like a group of people come by on the fucking scooters. Yeah, like dude, it says it on the scooter.
3: I was telling him when I saw it I, I, when I was young, I got pulled over by a cop for riding my bicycle on the sidewalk. Oh, um, yeah? Yeah. You know, nothing like an 11-year-old getting terrified. Oh, you were 11? Oh, yeah. Now he's like, Whoop! You know, and as I'm writing, you kind of go, that's not for me. Yeah, that's you not like, me. That's like, not me. He can't pull me over. <laughs> Turns out, he can, and he did. Uh, so, yeah, to stay off the sidewalk. Yeah, that's my almost jail story. 11-year-old <laughs> yeah. uh, going to the
2: pen I've got an almost jail story, well, almost, almost well, dead wait. by cop story. Hold on,
1: hold on. Here we go. Here, we can do a segment. We'll do a fucking segment, guys.
2: All right, nice. Here
1: we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is Jail Tales, folks. Oh, jail so cool? Tales. Jail Tales, folks. All right. Okay. Whoever, which, uh, whichever you well, guys want to go.
2: <laughs> mine was much less of a jail tale, just more of an actual, almost became a statistic tale. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you can look this up. Uh, it was a statistic tale. Statistic tale. St- yeah, well, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> Sean and I, we're a little bit older than you. Uh, we are both in our 40s now. Uh, so we grew up during a very wild decade known as the 80s. And there was a certain kind of toy out there. And I think, Sean. I think, oh, yeah. Yes. These, are, these were called Intertech. They were the
3: coolest.
2: They were the greatest water guns ever made. Yeah. There's only oh, one okay. There's only one problem with them. They looked 100% real. Yeah. Oh, They're, they were both really one, authentic. I think they. The, oh, okay, so they like got they away Uzi's. with it. They got away with it. And oh, I'll tell you how they got like away with airheads. it.
3: Like in airheads. Kind of, yeah. Oh, absolutely. So this they, is the reason why they put orange caps. So here's absolutely. the deal.
2: This is how they kind of got away with it. The way they would make it not real. Uh, for example, uh, one of the guns I it had shoots water. No, one <laughs> one of the guns I had was their M16, and this thing was ninety. So they had different
1: variations.
2: Oh, they had they had a, they had an Uzi. They had a Mac 10. <laughs> yeah, you had the
3: handgun one. You had the
2: handgun. You had, you had a rocket launcher, which is like a water balloon, but it still looked. But anyway, the M16. This is the this is where this story lies. Uh, M16 assault rifle, water gun. And the, the thing that they did to make it look not real is they gave a flat red sticker on the front of the nozzle. So okay. the only part of that gun that was not 100% black was that front sight. So, you know, you know, me and, me and my buddies were just playing with it in, uh, in, in, <coughs> in Plano, Texas, and the water had run out, and a cop had, like... Apparently got a call or something and, he, and i'm eight years old and he swerves up and do you, dr- you remember the date uh no, no no i was pretty terrified he, he was an autistic then oh uh, yeah. okay <laughs> and uh <laughs> yeah. but anyway he uh, he i just all i remember is him had his hand on his gun and i i literally luckily the luckily i i i took the strap and i just dropped on the ground and I just started crying, yeah. and I was absolutely like, yeah, you're, "The
3: murderer in the neighborhood's not going to cry."
2: No, you know, I'm, I'm just like, I'm just like crying, and then he comes up and he's like, "Okay," and so he uh, he lets me have it and he's like just just go back to your grandparents' house. And I was like, "Okay," <laughs> but like, apparently, a lot of kids were getting shot. That's crazy. right because, because you can't tell. I mean, that but it the, was well, the real is
3: okay. Like, let's just say, Plano, Texas. That's like it's it's kind of yuppie okay? Is it? Yeah, and. Uh, but it can happen it can happen everywhere. In theory, it could happen anywhere. But yeah. there, you know, I, I do think that cop was probably a little zealous. His wife had just yelled at him that morning. Yeah, right, right, right. Something was up for him to go, Oh, my
2: eight year old's gonna whack the neighborhood.
3: <laughs> I mean, this is before
1: Columbine.
3: So. Well yeah, true,
2: but like okay. it just it just goes to tell it. I mean, that was It's like,
1: dangerous, that. yeah. No. It's so uh my whole childhood I was trying I was just trying to think if we had any uh I think I must have missed that because
2: Oh, absolutely. Every, every,
1: yeah, everything I remember
2: Super Soakers got big after that. And, yeah, and, and those were no, colorful. Like yeah. they, they made blued, them like rainbow, they were, yeah, they, bright orange. They didn't look real. They looked like alien guns. Yeah, yeah,
1: right, right. Like something like from Mars Attacks. Which so squirt some is water there. That was, a, that was um, a. Those were some powerful little weapons.
2: Oh, and the and the guns I was talking about, they were battery operated too, so they were really badass. Yeah. Oh hell yeah! They, they, were, they, they had some
1: weight to them. They were oh, amazing. You know what got popular when I was about 13, 14? Airsoft guns. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And Ellen, those. Uh, I, I, you see it looks yeah. real. Old. Oh no, they still they still make those look that, real. Old. you could
1: you if you took that out you'd get shot for sure. You could probably rob a gas station. You could probably yeah, I mean when you you, you want to get away with
3: a Walmart.
1: Yeah, hey, I've robbed a Walmart before. <laughs>
3: yeah, you were telling me last <laughs> night. <laughs> it was
1: very easy. <laughs> I mean,
3: you're going to take out a store. You don't go for a Walmart, man.
1: I mean and go to Target. By, yeah. by the way, by the way Technically, that was an accidental robbery. Okay. Like we were, I used to eat a lot of Xanax. Okay. In my younger days, before I got and that's why it's an accident. Yeah, yeah, kinda. <laughs> I mean, so we went in uh, with a with a check that we had stole out of a car. Okay. And we were like, let's just ride it out for like eighteen hundred bucks. That mm-hmm. should cover it. So we all got a flat screen, and we all bought a PlayStation like three. Okay. And it ended up being flawless like flawless plan. Yeah, you would think. <laughs> And uh, it ended up... I've told this story before, but I think you guys are going to kick out of it. It ended up being like less than the what the check was wrote for. Okay. And I thought... We were so fucked up that I thought that the lady goes, I'm going to go get your change right. for the check. Yeah. And when she... <laughs> oh, my God. When she walked away... And by the way, everything... That's when you
2: should have
3: walked out.
1: So everything's been scanned. Yeah. So there's no more magnets... There's no more like you could just take it. It's technically been paid for.
2: And I know this about Walmart that like you, basically it's like a, a race. I'm told I've been told by somebody who works in loss prevention. Like if you if you make it outside, like they're they're trained not to chase you. Yeah, they don't. They don't so well, they, they
1: they chased us kind of. Uh, so <laughs> they're told not to touch you. Yeah. Well, so what? So she goes. I'm thinking. All right, you guys just want to go. And my buddy's like, yeah, dude, fuck it. Let's just get out of here. So we just take all of our items, and we're pushing them out. There's three of us. My one buddy has a fucked up ankle, so he's on like a...
3: Oh, bring the gimp. Yeah. Excellent plan. No, no a, problems. You got with someone this. on a cruiser.
1: Yeah, Because <laughs> he's dragging. So, so he's got his foot up on the on the fucking scooter thing. <laughs> yeah, and, and You know he, they've got. He's in the scooter. That's he, even better. You know that not fully charged. And so he's done even one for and, and a half. so like, so I'm I'm carrying all this shit on the front, and we got the basket loaded on the front of the fucking machine. And he's like, you know, he's behind me. I'm like, let's go, let's go. My one friend is still inside now so we're loading he's waiting the sh-
3: for the change
1: yeah, yeah. Like, you wait so we get in the truck though and by the way uh, I, had had a D- I had had a few DWIs at the time so I had a blow and go oh, in my truck weird uh, yeah it just keeps getting better Yeah. so then uh, and then all of a sudden I look over my shoulder and my buddy's sprinting out of Walmart going start the truck they're coming start the truck and I'm like alright <laughs> It's taking your picture <laughs> while you're blowing for your getaway now, car. Now, now, here's what's funny about the blow and go. It doesn't know when you're fucked up on Xanax. Oh, no.
3: Nah, so it doesn't Yeah, you can still drive yeah, them all fucked yeah. up. I mean, let's be clear. It's not really driving. Now it's also. It, it's writing.
1: Yeah. and my, my Now, my back window had been uh, broken out because someone tried to break into my truck. The irony. So, so my bu-
2: <laughs> Some might call that karma, but, you know, whatever. Yeah.
1: Carry on, oh,
3: yeah.
2: yeah. And my buddy
1: jumps in through that window and is like, "Drive!" And we, we got Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> yeah. so, so we took off though, okay. and uh, got away with all the shit. Okay. And like, and I was like, "Yeah, man!" Like, you know, it was like um, in Goodfellas when he's in the shower and they're like, "Yeah, this this plan worked." and you do doubt it, as Daryl. I can't, yeah, I can't <laughs> believe it worked. And uh, and then we ended up <laughs> like like a, a month went by. And turns out the whole time we they knew who we were. Oh. They like had my truck on. on all, it just took them that long to to catch me. Yeah, I got you. Oh
2: man, So what yeah. happened then?
1: Uh, well, and then I, I so I got arrested. Were you drunk when you got arrested driving the car? No, because I had the blow and go. Oh, okay, so good. So yeah. So, so it so did it did
3: fix the problem. Yeah,
1: and also and when people the, say
3: the system doesn't work. Yeah,
1: and when they arrested me though, uh, I had like nine Xanax bars left on me. Yeah, of course. And when they put they brought me to jail and I'm barefoot. For some reason, I don't know. I think my shoes had gotten muddy. And I'm in the interior, like the the holding cell, right. and uh, they didn't search me. Oh, so you just so, had a party. But, but I knew that getting caught with those in my pocket was oh, going to be like a felony. That's like yeah. felony. That's bringing shit into a facility.
3: It's a big deal, big yeah. deal. So right. I go. So it's like strike I go, one, two,
1: and three. Yeah, yeah. so I go. Where was this? This where's in Russellville, Arkansas. Okay. My hometown. Yeah,
3: I don't know what the laws are there, but
1: yeah. They're, well, it's kind of like close yeah. to. Te- I mean, it's it's not good. it's not zero tolerance yeah. like it is here. But like like, you get in trouble for Tylenol. Yeah, and so uh, the guy comes in and he goes, "Do you need anything?" And uh, and I was like, "Yeah, I'll take a glass of water." It's <laughs> exciting. And what I was and so I, I'll never. I still remember this like it was yesterday. Looking in my hand and going, "This is gonna kill me." Well, here we go. And I just ate all of them, oh. and then I woke up like three days later, and it. <laughs> turns out i told on myself and my friends like oh, um, uh, imagine imagine <laughs> that interrogation no, he did it that's his story no, stick with the story no, yeah I, no, I, i'm I, not
2: Phoenix, I Phoenix, know. it will notoriously yeah. make you think you're 10 feet tall and I,
1: I literally i yeah. uh, not remembering from what i was told like I, I could just imagine them being like all right so where were you on this day and i'm just like i was robbing walmart my friend's name or this that we also robbed this house in atkins also we've been breaking into cars for like three months and, you know just like I bet it was the easiest interrogation ever. Yeah,
2: that's so what did uh, what, what, you walk away from? With the, what was your rap sheet after so that? So I
1: spent, I caught a, like six felonies, uh, and I stayed in jail. I was in jail for 80 days. And, uh, when I got out, I got into this program called drug court. Okay. And, uh, you have to be in it for a year. You take all these classes, these courses, you get drug tested a couple times a week. And, uh. But I found out while in drug court that every weekend you could drink on Friday and Saturday Cause they get
3: because they would because
1: it can't it won't be in your system on Monday if you get tested. Oh, so okay. uh, the going joke was, "Oh, I'm gonna have me a nice little relapse this weekend." Okay. and <laughs> and then you could also you could still eat psychedelics because they can't test for mushrooms, they can't test for acid. <laughs> you, know, you learn so much in weird ways, and it's it really
3: just takes some uh, fellow convicts <laughs> yeah. to teach you some. Amazing skills that are life lessons.
1: But to, long story short though, I completed the program and uh, I went to this music festival as a little congratulations to myself and I met uh, my now to still to this day, one of my best friends, shout out Nat. First Jew I ever met. Okay. I had never met. Well I met two of them actually. I don't know why you winked when you said that, but <laughs> <laughs> They don't they don't have him here in Arkansas. My first Jew. No, he was. He was my first Jew. Uh, I met two of them. It was a Jewfer and uh so uh from then on though uh so he went he's from Boston and he's the reason I moved to Boston there we go i moved about 2 weeks after i met him hadn't been in trouble since.
2: so like it's like so you got 6 f's on the permanent record
1: no 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 the, oh, oh oh when i completed drug court those all went away
2: so you are you i have
1: are, no fel- i'm not a felon so, so you're not a felon no
2: so you can own a guy. I have a
1: completely clean record. Like uh, I'm, I'm I just want to, I just want to, I just want to
2: go to the record. Uh, Arkansas, like, you, you kind of dropped the ball on this one. Yeah. I mean, you could have taken five away.
3: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> All just six. maybe yeah. let them uh,
2: just keep one for a minute. But no, like when you said eighty days, I'm like, yeah, yeah.
3: that sounds like a that sounds like a system that's full of people though. It's, uh, they, it's they, a role. It's a Yeah, roll. they gotta get you out I was of this.
2: I was told, Justin, in Little Rock, there's hundred and sixty different gangs.
1: So, Little Rock, fun fact, in the 90s was in the top three uh, murder rates in the country.
2: Well, it's still up there. It's, it, still, it is it's, still, still, it's still going but, strong. But, but it's, when you it's, say it's not 160 not as gangs, as as it
1: was. I, there's definitely some top
3: tier gangs. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah, yeah. But I want to know is like the low ones. You yeah, know, like, the ones that are, you know, like number 154. Blah, 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 you <laughs> know, he's like... He's like, we're the White Ninja Gang, you yeah, know? Right, 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 you know,
1: right, Here's our emblem. It's, right, a, or it's, like a it's, like, it's like there's so many. Like each street is yeah. their own gang. Yeah, we're we're like, forty three. This is my territory. Forty three, what? Uh, right. Forty
3: three and uh, South Buckner. Uh, ah. oh, see perfect. our, see our awesome. tags on the side of the road. We put it on all the all the for sale signs. Um,
1: have uh, oh, but to answer your question though, I was uh, when I finally got that last arrest, I was twenty. Okay, okay.
3: That was actually pretty I haven't nice of And I haven't been
1: in trouble It could have really you're, ruined you're, you're your life. Yeah, you could you know, have. Let's be clear. You could have completely ruined your life. Could have, yeah. Um, and also, by the way, shout out to my father, who at that. the time I was mad, but he wouldn't bail me out.
3: Good. And he, right, like, that's he, a good dad right there. Yeah, Real that, good dad. I mean, that, really, yeah, yeah, well, that that is. No, it, that, it is. It is. You, you have to, at some point, you kind of got to go... Uh, you need this, right. you know.
1: This is it. Was it, the best thing he yeah. could have done. Yeah, I, I,
2: I, tell my mom a lot. Um, I, like I said, uh, earlier, uh, I, I've told you earlier that uh, my dad died when I was thirteen, June seventh. Yeah. So like I could have, uh, you know, that was like ninety four. I mean, for all intents and purposes, I should have been that shitty teenage boy who got into drugs, but I didn't. So I always tell. My Did mom, you have a stepdad? Nope, no, no nope. stepdad. Uh, I actually got big into church. Oh uh, no shit! When I was like seventeen, mom,
3: and, and mom your mom did a kick ass job. No, she, she, do you she guys, did. Did
2: you guys grow up together? No, no, no. no. We 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 met. Uh, Sean and I met in two thousand three. He trained me. He was my first trainer. In o three? Yeah. yeah, he was oh, my trainer. Cool. He trained me into weight tables at uh, Addison. So yeah. you've been there since o three? Nineteen
1: years.
3: Yeah, nineteen oh, years. He's been there. That's fucking
2: awesome. Years. And Sean was there. Co- started a couple years before me. Yeah. And he trained me, and then he he got he got promoted, and then eventually he moved on to something else, and he came back, and now he's. And now he, he, and he actually, I actually have the job he just had. Right. Uh, where, But he, but it wasn't like he got demoted. He got, he got moved to a different position where he could actually be over.
1: I was tired of working nights. How, um, how many yeah. improvs are there in Austin? Or uh, not Austin, uh, uh, Texas. Texas, we have three improvs. Where are they?
3: Uh, we have Arlington, Texas, which is about 30 minutes away from Addison. Okay. And we have an Addison one. And then we have one in Houston. Okay. And then our fourth location is Laugh Out Loud in San Antonio. You, oh, and they, I went, I yeah. went
1: to an open mic there. Correct. I
3: think, yeah. I,
2: think I think you Mentioned Addison twice. You no, know, I'm saying
3: Arlington. Then it was 30 minutes from Addison. Addison, and then, and then Houston. Yeah, Houston. Yeah, Houston. So, yeah, oh wait, no, no, no. I went to San Antonio.
1: Yeah. So, live That's loud.
3: That's a L O L. The one that's upstairs with, the, with Dave, the big Dave Chappelle. Yeah, those big, those yeah. are big painting things. Is that's, that the same thing? That's ours. That's okay. our sister. Yeah, friend,
2: yeah we yeah. took over. We took over their their management. That's a very cool. That's a nice club. Yeah. We took yeah. over their management, a great about, management about about three years ago. Yeah. Uh, it's just yeah, it's there's so much.
1: I met the guy with the uh the. British accent. Oh yeah, Je- Jeff. Uh, Jeff. Jeff. Yeah. Jeff's great. We um, love. By the way, even even though I didn't get on, it's fine. Yeah. But that is the most fair way to do it. That whole the bucket pull. You know that's that's what there's there's pros and cons with that. Yeah, you we
3: know we've been we've been chatting about it. That's that's
1: a fair that's fair, and especially if you have a certain if you have a cap. Yeah. Like, because I mean, we I was like one of the first people to walk in. And then how, ask, how long have you been doing comedy? Uh, be four years in November. Oh,
2: that's nice. that's that's pretty patient for someone who's been doing it for four years. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, it's like you know, you're you're, I... you're newish. I'm new, and especially to, Texas. to San Antonio. I'm you're also not kind of... trying to make waves with anyone. Yeah.
2: You, you, yeah. Get, you become a become a grizzled Texas veteran, and, and you'll uh, yeah. you'll, you'll you might get a little better uh, well, well, here's, here's
3: how it happens: is you you come up with people, and those people are just like you or not as funny, and they get a break, and you don't. Yeah. You're cool with it because that's your buddy and then it happens again and then it happens again and then, and
2: then your buddy and then your buddy leaves and then you you became you've become uh, the comedy townie
3: yeah right so it, there's becomes it's it's real easy for comics to become but, jaded but here's the very, truth very, though, I've met some bitter folks
2: but here's the truth though if you were to ask me I think they're I think you're in the best City in the world to become a comedy townie, yeah. being Austin because there's yeah. so much opportunity. It, 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 right. it's, it's this is where people respect. are coming There's so, now. There's so yeah. much this stage time. This it. is where people are coming to now. Like yeah. this is now the destination. Like I'm not gonna say it's it's taken over L.A. because that's you know, before. Be
1: oh, like, I her I, her. I I have a friend that's a comic f- from Boston who's in L.A. and stuck it out through the whole fucking pandemic. Well,
2: there was actually uh if you could in New York too. I mean, uh it wasn't just it wasn't just LA. Well, New Texas, York
1: though so. was allowing you to do rooftop shows and outdoor park shows.
3: Kelly,
2: LA wasn't Kelly, really,
1: especially LA. They, it's just the 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 liberal side of that
3: was really it was literally trying to stop the cuz they know the entertainment business is going to be thriving there and they can just sit on their bank accounts. Well, uh, but uh, the the venues. I mean, we we when we opened up Addison six uh, weeks after uh, yeah we after the out. pandemic happened, we hmm. only were shut down for six, six weeks. Six weeks. Yeah, we were the first comedy for- club in the world to open Fuck, back up. Yeah, that's so and we fucking even, gangster. We even, got, we even got the man behind. Love the, that.
2: We got the, this is this is the really cool story about that is that we have we have a we have an owner. <laughs> And uh, he's he's quite enigmatic. Uh, he's, him and his wife. Him and his wife, and uh, him and his wife and partners, but yeah. yeah, but they, yeah, partner, but he's definitely a majority. He yeah. is very. Um, he he's he doesn't make a lot of appearances, but when we reopened, he did like an actual TV interview. Yeah. No yeah. shit. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Is he
1: an older fellow?
2: Oh yeah, he's a little bit. He's, been he's not too game. bad. But no, he's, he's not. not he's, 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 he's not ancient. Yeah.
3: No, he's he's he came actually funny story was um, he. Um, we had it back before we started there. Wait we had before. we had a comedy club in Dallas. Okay, off of seventy five. When in did you proper. start with improv? I started in two thousand, October cool. of two thousand. So, um, just uh, real quick, if you don't
1: mind me asking, yeah. before that, what were you doing? Were, are uh, you just a comedy fan? No, uh,
3: I, I'll. I'll 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 bring that one. Okay. We'll, we'll circle okay. back with on that one. We both have we this both have really interesting. we both have
2: interesting stories of how we got cool. to the yeah. improv. Cool. So um, love to hear both. Cool. Tom,
3: that's the owner, Tom Castillo. Super, super cool guy. Tom Castu? Castillo. Castillo. Cast, Castillo, yeah. okay. Okay. So um, the owner of the Dallas Improv uh, lived in Arizona. Okay. But he also There's he, a Tempe improv there. That was his. Those, yeah. Okay, so... Um, He owned this one, and he would visit, and he wasn't very happy with how it was being ran, okay? Um, And uh, when one night he's there watching a show, and somebody starts heckling, okay? And the door staff do nothing. And this tall Latino dude stands up, grabs this guy, and throws him out of the club and goes back to his date. And the owner's like, I want him. I want him to be my door guy. I no want shit. him to do with that. It's and, it's
2: literally it's it's a Hollywood, it's a Hollywood story, and man. He,
3: he he got hired, he became the manager there, then we they opened up an Addison one. Uh, they were essentially competing with each other um, at that time
2: cannibalized quite yeah. a bit what um, year was
3: this by the way
2: 88
3: yeah uh, okay oh so this was still in the boom yeah so this is when they were cookie cutting building, building Hicks was, was still alive yeah, this, this then is too. this is this is the real time of the real growth okay, okay. Yeah, yeah um and uh so they then shut down the Dallas improv
2: after oh. after about 5 or 6 years it was uh, parking
3: was terrible and they were working on the highway next to it so it made it really impossible for the venue to Survive. Plus, it was a smaller venue.
2: Plus, on top of that, Addison was also what you call the dry line of the of the the uh, basically North Texas. Like, if you wanted alcohol, you had to go to Addison. Oh, so oh, dry ca- Oh, I it's got a dry you. Dry line. Okay. So, like, it's a destination. So, just from the sheer amount of people that were just driving to the liquor store, uh, they would see it was pri- It's still a, a amazing location. Mm-hmm. It's right off the tollway, so it's yeah. it, it's impossible to miss. Yeah. and so. a lot of people still don't even know that. Even now, still don't even know that there's an improv there. But once they drive into Addison, they go, "What's that?" And obviously, the signage is much better now, so everyone's like, "There it is." And yeah, it's just we we and and it just took over. Like it was it didn't make sense to have the two clubs. Yeah, but
3: he then uh he they he brought in this show called "Defending the Caveman," and it was like a one man show. Who and, who, who did it? Uh, uh, Tom Tom and the owner. It
2: was a, it's an off-Broadway off, off show.
3: Basically, it was before Broadway. But yes. Yeah, it was. A, and so they ran this show every That's single stand day. That's not stand-up, right? No. Okay. It was a, It was the first probably like dad jokes. Yeah. It and okay. Wife okay. And, okay. okay. An hour and a half. It's an hour
2: and a half. It's like a monologue. A monologue.
3: Who, who was the performing it? Who was that
2: guy? Oh, Ron Ron Decker? Or something yeah, it was like Decker or something. Something, yeah. 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 And
3: um, so they ran that show every single day and multiple shows a day. Eight months. Eight months. Really? And Sold it out. literally saved comedy in Dallas. That venue itself, it, it's what allowed it, because they're about to shut down both of them. i want to say okay. Rob, Decker. Rob Decker. Rob Decker. If I you mean, yeah. want
2: to, you want to fact check that, baby. We'll fact check that.
3: And so um, <clears throat> then the owner decided to uh, get out of the business. I, I think he uh, found God okay. and uh, thought it was a secular business, and he was going to close the door. Uh, the owner now, Tom, said, hey, I'll buy it from you. And so he bought it, uh, and uh, then down the road he made a lot of moves. Yeah, got uh, got the Houston Improv, which at the time was uh, the laugh. Stop was it? Last no, no
2: no no no. Stop was a competitor. It yeah. used to be called the uh, Spellbinders. Spellbinders. But
1: that's Laugh Stop right. is where Bill Hicks and Sam Kennison started. Yes, this, yeah.
2: yeah, that was Stop was the premiere.
1: That's also album. where Joey Diaz, I believe, recorded yeah. Yeah. his first album. No, no,
2: the laptop's the Laugh Stop Laugh Stop was, was a, yeah. a premiere. Now, now they have the Secret Group. Yeah. And, oh, and
1: I, I know Reed. I know Reed. Yeah, you
2: know, we no. talked to Reed and and, uh, and also Andrew Youngblood. Uh, okay, you I, know, he,
1: I haven't met. I don't think he, I've met. He,
2: Andrew also runs it too. That the, the I, in my opinion the Seeker group is kind of like the spiritual successor to the Lap Stop. Okay, that's what I. I haven't been. I yet. can see it. I can see it. And then it. of course Houston, it was it came out of Spellbinders and they got a new club. And yeah. then in the meantime we also opened uh, Arlington. Yeah. And then, and then a couple, couple of years, years ago
3: we got but, the see the bar shops owned Cap City. Okay. Okay, and And they own San Antonio, and then they had one other River Center. Uh, Yeah, yeah, the River Center, but they had one more, I think, in Arizona as well. So there's a there's a Uh, a ton of comedy in Texas. Yeah. yeah. So they owned it, and um, the bar shops uh, just recently, last few years, decided they're going to retire, and uh, so they they again, how we were talking earlier about the relationships. All of us have relationships with the other venues, and um, so the bar shops were like, "Hey, Tom, you want to take this one over?" You know, and he stepped in, and then we. Basically, when you say what's bar shops, the bar shops, that's the, the, the actual, the, the owner wife. Yeah. Who, who, uh, yeah. So they, they were the owners of Cap City. They oh, that's their last name. The bar shops, yeah. Yeah. Oh,
1: okay. I was thinking like, is that some is sort it, of say, is it a term for,
3: yeah. yeah no, no, okay. No, and so, um, there, he, he the, the, his, the wife, um, why am drawing a blank? What's her name?
2: You would have to ask uh, me Gosh, yeah, I know I bet, um, I bet you know her birthday Yeah, yeah Probably God. do <laughs> Anyways,
3: her husband was uh, uh, the heir to um, Which will tell I think so. La Quinto. Yeah, I okay know. I so, don't know if
2: we're giving out trade secrets Yeah,
3: prior. but moral of the story is it, they, She loved comedy She was okay. a huge fan of comedy Now, Tom loves comedy too, though, right? Yes okay. yeah. And so when she got in the business um, Her husband was buying the San Antonio Mall Okay? His, his real estate business and he went to his wife, and he's like, hey, if you can have any store uh, in this mall that I'm buying, what do you want? And she goes, I want a comedy club. And Hell so yeah. uh, the, the deal didn't work out, and he decided not to buy it after all. Um, but he still got her the River Center Comedy Club. So that was hers. And then from there, they uh open up uh you know uh, oh, wow. the cap city and then that's they opened awesome. up and so that was there and she did it she was literally
1: doing it for free now, i mean she didn't need money is she, Passion is, is she is she still involved with the new cap city that uh, just opened in the domain no 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 that's that's totally different owners yeah. she okay. sold that
3: off and then now, my that, understanding that it was like owned by uh the, the property or something was owned by some kind of mafia group okay yeah uh, yeah and then that that group they got like a no longer holding that property and that's when that these cats it and, and now, if really I'm not it mistaken,
1: successful. it's the guy that owns the Heliums, right? That Yeah, that's, that, that's doing the, the new yeah. Cap City. Okay, I
2: believe so. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, okay. But you know,
3: again, it's just that you know, this is we're talking 30 years of comedy. Yeah, you know? yeah. And so that that those guys, that's how the whole kind of team got built. We you know uh, basically went in, uh, trained up the the new team in San Antonio, and um, you know, and and that's that's the fun of what we get to do is you know we have a we we can't be upset we go to work much like you when you go up to you know the vulcan yeah you know is you you, how bad is your day when you you know i'm having a bad day and then you turn around there's some comic on stage making you laugh right so um basically bottom line is it's it's it we don't look at it as really a job Mm -hmm. i mean it's 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 a lot of it's a family you know i love that all my all my best friends all came from the comedy club you know, yeah. and so um, and you're married. You said. Yeah, married. Did you meet your wife? In, is no. it comedy adjacent? No, no, no. She she and I met uh, on Bumble. Oh uh, yeah. How, yeah, we, how long you have been married? Uh, let's see. We got married in September of last year. So. Oh okay. Um, okay. Yeah. So, um,
1: but uh, you know, I we, left I, mine in August of last year. Oh, well, congratulations! <laughs> congratulations!
2: Uh, <Strangers laughs> Hope hey, you,
1: know, you know, hey, you know what's wild? Today's four twenty, right? Today's my, my, would have been my four year anniversary.
2: Oh. Oh, wow. Huh. Was that on purpose?
1: Uh, yeah. Cause I was like, oh, we should get married on 420. Yeah. <laughs> and
3: she has no idea why.
1: No, she, no, she smokes too. And, uh, she was like, yeah, we can do that. That'll be fun. But the only thing is now, now all my 420s are going to be. Ruined, miserable. Yes. Yeah. good job. Way to ruin the yeah holiday way to, for her. Yeah, ruined it for myself. I, too. I was trying to
3: get the February uh, 14th. That's what I was uh, shooting for. What is that Valentine's, yeah, Valentine's Day? Day? Two birds, one stone. Ah, oh. yeah.
1: There you go. Good no. luck. Yeah, it's
3: You would have to. Uh, it, are
1: you married
2: too? No, I am. I'm I'm, I'm very single. Single ladies. Uh, so yeah. now, how Call did the you now line. how
1: did you come about to work at, at improv?
2: Well, it's actually kind of a funny story, and it does revolve slightly around a, a girl. Um, so back in 2003. Uh, I, was, uh, I was dating this girl, and then, you know, things broke off, and then she started seeing this guy who happened to be really good friends with the guy who was waiting tables at the improv. Right. Unbeknownst, to be, beyond that situation, in a completely different friend group, I met this other guy named Scott Allen, mm-hmm. who also happened to work at the improv. So, comic? Yeah, you no, know, he was a waiter. He was a waiter. Okay. He Want was to a be comic, yeah. But, but it was just one of those things where, you know, we thought there might be a little beef because you know it just you know it's breakups are messy mm-hmm. so anyway and she also my ex also made it kind of clear that she kind of didn't want me going up to the improv almost like it was her turf you can't come to oh. a my God. and I, we were young yeah. i was 22 so it's like whatever and then uh and then I, I did go to a show eventually and then i was like hey do you know a place that doesn't drug test and the guy goes hey the improv <laughs> and i was like oh i don't know about that and he's like ah just come on do it so i took the plunge yeah and you here just, you we You just are. couldn't yeah.
1: let go, of heroin, huh? No,
2: no, no, no. Just, just, <laughs>
3: it, I'm was, not. it was, uh, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was fun because I was still a waiter at the time. Um, I don't know if we, I, I don't know if we called them senior waiters, but you know, there definitely, uh, there's definitely, there's definitely a pecking uh, order. Yeah, yeah. So, well, with any, within like as with any job. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. So he showed up and um, uh, he came through with Scott. We all like Scott. Scott was a character, you know. Uh, you didn't give him sugar because he was just. He, oh really? He was just one if of those you're hyper kids. If you're an adult, kids. let me
1: tell you this: if you're an adult, and sugar makes you bounce off the yeah, walls, no, it did. Grow up. Yeah, it was, it was pretty funny. You'd give him, he'd
3: be like, "That's Aah! insane." I mean, you look like Mike Myers when he got strapped to the, the the Jungle Gym in Saturday Night Live. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was pretty. Uh, uh, so anyway, so he brought his buddy, this guy, through, and um, we trained him up, and and uh, you know, it, it was really nice with our crew. Um. The, it, we didn't have backstabbers. We're like mm-hmm. basically, if you were vindictive or kind of, you know, weed those guys out. We we just we we communicate with the F- management. Very and they, self-governing. Yeah, we we, good, we good. hey, that's unacceptable. And as a community of you know of waiters in here, uh, like you gotta go.
1: Like yeah. and so and I feel like Vulcan's. Like, we have a really good group at Vulcan right now, and you kind of you can kind of feel, all, feel all, every every door guy at Vulcan is a comic. Well, except for there's. There's two who aren't comics. That's got to be but.
2: brutal when you all when you all have a gig when it's a well, solo so, show. Well, yeah.
1: the thing is, everyone has a mutual respect of we're all here for the same thing. Okay. So like, so for example, like on so I I'm the weekend guy. I work Thursday to Sunday, but we're not always open on Sunday. But like um, today's Wednesday, tomorrow Thursday. So like tomorrow I have a show in Georgetown at this place called Barrels and Amps. Okay. Great show, great room. Dean Stanfield, Spencer Cavins run it. Um, such a good fuck. I got my first good tape from there.
2: I haven't been to Georgetown in probably 25 years. I it's, a, it's Georgetown a really, it's, right, a, it's um, right next to Round Rock.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's okay. a little further, a little well, further. What
2: I'm saying. Like they're neighboring cities.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. Um, it's about, so from here it took, it's about like 40 minutes yeah. okay. from, from this house. Um,
2: like McKinney but so goes. what I
1: uh, for example though, I have that show tomorrow. So someone's so, covering you. So I, but we have this app called sling. Okay, and it's got all the schedules, and and can I, sling and them I,
0: out to the other people, and, and, and they can pick them up for
1: you. Yeah, but I don't even have to do that because this one I knew so far out that I requested the time off, oh. so I didn't even get scheduled for tomorrow. Oh, but if I have so it's a like pop, your
3: management it, likes you, and they, you know, they. I mean, here is the thing, that,
1: and also probably, management loves that Cam. Shout out Cam okay. that runs Vulcan. Yeah, who knows that we all are doing comment. Yeah, he is, he is a, super nice That he is one of the my favorite people that I've met in Austin. Yeah. That dude fucking. Lo- he and he loves the door guys. Yeah, like it's great. He
2: yeah. must, he, you know, he almost it almost feel like he used to be a door guy. He was. Yeah. yeah see, he like, started
1: as a door guy and then became a bartender. And s- yeah. he, so he Sean
2: and I, we like okay. So whenever you go into management and comedy clubs, you can you leave like this. Um, how do I put it? You you leave this kind of like mark of where you used to be. Yeah. Like Sean and I are both former servers. So we're
3: and badass service.
2: We know we were great. Yeah. So like customer service, when it comes to customers, like of that nature, we were re- we're really good about making a shitty situation good. Yeah. When we find that when you're a door guy, like my my AGM uh, Billy, he used to be a door guy. Sometimes you know, door guys get paid to be to be the bad guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I don't like that part of True, it. True, but, yeah. but but that is it's it's our job. Unfortunate yeah.
2: Unfortunate but necessary. And sometimes I feel like he kind of. That trait came it's, over. It, like the, it's like yeah, the, it's like turning to the dark side. It's like let it go. But it's yeah. just it's funny because Cam definitely struck me as someone like that guy well, used to be a door. Cam, guy.
1: Cam will jump in there with us. Yeah. No, right. no, that's it, exactly we, that's what you smell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When you see him, you go, yeah, he he he'll he, also Cam a, is like a low key bad. I think he like used to train jujitsu and no, shit. <laughs> I can
3: see it in his eyes. Yeah.
1: He's, um, dude, Cam will literally if we're all throwing someone out and if so for those so for the Rogan shows right. we are buttoned down yeah like those Rogan shows are you don't so, want to ruin that relationship those shows are so strict with people we don't even let people talk at the table yeah like you we will literally go up to, to people and be like hey no talking yeah. and and people get mad and if people freak out the thing that you want them out and me I, like two three weeks ago a kid was really drunk and he puked right in the floor. And so I, I had uh, uh, another patron waved at me. She saw me. She goes like that. Yeah. And, I, and I go over there and I go, what, what, what's up? What's up? And I look. And he this was kid, waving his arms in the air. This for kid, that, for this kid is fucking puked right in the floor. He's covered in it. And I just I just grabbed him. I just picked him up. And the thing is, you, it's we're told, like, get him out as quick as possible. Yeah, you do not want that to enter. And we know what's cool is Rogan. I saw Rogan look and he saw what was happening, didn't even, didn't break. Like, it was, it's so cool to watch him, because he's he's such a fucking professional. And to to watch him, also, I'm going to nerd out a little bit on this. Uh So I've seen him eight times now, and getting to watch him take, because he's working, he's getting ready to do his special, right? Right. And I'm watching him shift jokes and bits and put them in different places in the act. To try to figure yeah, out what's the what's the method. Yeah, know, the, which way goes the best? Which should I do this? Should I throw that away? Should I end on this? It is so cool. Yeah, it to, is. It's beautiful To watch, beautiful it, to watch
3: the, it, the I always call the comedians they're artists with their tongues. It's you know, so and, cool, and you know he's one of those guys that, and there's there's quite a few comics that are just in their own right. They're they're just phenomenal. You know, they just—I mean, like Brian Regan. Okay, amazing. Um, Regan, you know, Clean. we've seen him. Yeah, we saw him. One set, he he does A to Z. The next show, he does Z to A. Yeah, you know, and you, it, no notes. There's no paper up there. And, you know, and, and it's also just, they're doing it for themselves. It is. It's like little games. And I remember talking. Uh, I remember with Louis C.K. Um, oh, you got to meet him too. Yeah. Um, oof, there's funny stories there. Yeah. Um, so Louis. Um, he, he said that he had a crutch, and his crutch was he had this joke that he could always end with, and this joke would murder. So it didn't matter how bad his set was going, mm-hmm. he could always go to this Pull joke and borderline standing ovation. And he realized that he wasn't growing like he wanted to, and he thought, okay, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to start with that joke. Or put mm, it early uh, in the yep. set. Bert Kreischer talks about and that. It, basically yep. he, he got rid of that crutch, and that's when he said he took the biggest leaps and bounds in the talent of writing because um, you know, it, it was the challenge he needed. Um so you know, something like Rogan where he's preparing a set for a special, you know. I mean, there's there's a lot of thinking. And it's funny because I saw him working on that set probably oh. when the pandemic started, um in Houston. And, um, cause I was listening to him last night and he, a couple of the jokes, I'm like, Oh, he moved that and he right. added that. It's okay, cool to notice yeah. it. Yeah. So, you know, you watch it and that, that's beautiful. And then they do the set and the special gets out. And in theory, that's where you should, as an artist, probably, I wouldn't call it, uh, retire it. Okay. But th- they've done that joke so many times mm-hmm. that they're done with it. They're right. They're, they're, they're over it. it. And you probably yeah. have jokes in your set that people oh, laugh absolutely. at. Absolutely. And you're like, I hate this. Absolutely. Joke. But people laugh. It I works. can't wait to write a better joke so I can pull this out of my arsenal. Right. And yeah, that's. But at
2: the same time, I think that, you know, I know everyone talks about wanting new and stuff, but at the same time, and unfortunately, as a comic, you are a brand.
1: Right. The, if, look, if, look at Bert. He yeah. still tells the machine well, story.
2: The, well, here's let's be let's well let's be clear like. He'd been telling the machine story so long that he did it long enough to where it even stopped working for him, and then it became viral. Yeah, And he like so he, when it went he, viral on Facebook. That's what I'm trying to say is like I mean we saw we heard the machine plenty, so I'm saying that
3: we heard the machine sh- story before he ever did it on the stage. No, yeah, I'm saying yeah. the machine the machine well, story. When he did it on the Rogan, when we he did the, it on the green we, room hanging out yeah, telling us the story. Oh, oh story. shit!
2: Yeah, about yeah, we, the script. Oh he wrote. We experienced oh, the that. whole the whole life cycle of yeah. of the machine, and then he became big. And, like, we saw him, and we could we could tell that, like, I'll put it this way. Like, he said it himself. The machine put his daughters through college. Yeah. 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 But at the same I time. I think he, and now
3: podcasting. I yeah. mean. I well, think he's going to retire with the movie coming out. I think that's where he's going to put it. I agree.
2: And I agree. And that's the whole thing. I'm is excited like, for that. But at the yeah. same time, like, as a comic, like, I know you, you you strive. But at the same time, you know, you maybe not have gotten into this business to make money. But it's a but you, pretty you, nice perk.
1: Yeah, and yeah so, absolutely. And so
2: when you have a hook like that, like, it's hard to kind of let it go. Right,
1: right. Yeah, and I also, he was it. like, he I've heard him say, and you, you guys from heard him say, I'm sure, uh, on podcast, like, I've, I listen to Two Bears, One Cave every, every week. Every, I listen to every episode. And uh, he talks about, like, how, like, sometimes he's like, I don't, I, didn't, I don't want to do it, but like people will literally shout at him. Yeah.
2: It, it I, saw,
1: oh, but I saw him in, in, in uh, technically it was Medford. Uh, it's the town above Boston at this right. big theater. I forget what it's called. And uh, it was February of 2020, right before the pandemic happened. Right. And uh, he told the, the machine story. But I noticed that he has fun with it now. Yeah. Like he's added to it. Yeah. He's, he's
3: like, got, he's he'll get, it it's a pretty long story when you actually
2: hear like, cause it sounds unbelievable and yeah. it's not. Yeah. When you, when it's when it's the very first time cool. I ever heard it, you
3: know, in the green room and we're having that conversation. What year there. was this? If you don't,
2: do you remember? 2010, 2012.
3: Yeah. 2012. yeah. It was, it was a, a decade ago. ago. I'd probably say 2010. A long time yeah. ago. Yeah. And, um, you, the, the story is even bigger. You know, like it, like there's it, more to it. Uh, well, he would
2: he would bust out the machine like he would bust it out like on like a Sunday if it was like a slow Late show Sunday. or something. No, like a Sunday slow slow Sunday if he was like, you know, I'll tell you guys this little story and then he would just like talk about it and it, it, you could tell like he's like no one believes this. like it's a such an unbelievable story right. that he, he almost, I'm sure he almost felt like no one's gonna give a shit about that. right right. But then all of a sudden when it becomes the reason people come and see right. you.
1: Yeah, you well, I think magic. the uh, the original uh, him when it got out there was on R- Rogan's early podcast, right? I can see that. Wasn't I, it? I I don't know. I think uh, I think it was when he was still doing it with Red Band, yeah. nice. like, in, in yeah. his house.
3: I know that um, you know, when 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 Bert first came through the club, and um, again he wasn't selling tickets. This was he,
1: when he was on True T V? No, or tra- no. Travel
3: this Channel a, I mean yeah, before, This is before that This is before, this is before Travel Channel this
1: is, this, is, this is when he's
3: Just becoming a headliner Wow you know, you No know.
2: it's just This is when he's first Kind of breaking away From Jay yeah. Moore Yeah And from, uh, that's right Oh, cause, oh. Cause
3: that's, I think the first that's time right. he, came through, he came through With Jay Moore If I remember correctly. Yeah yeah He was I his opener was a feature, He was his opener yeah. Yeah.
1: And, um, and, I think that's how He met Tom too was, I, I was through Jay Moore. And Jay Moore did a lot for comics.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. Ralphie May was his opener Oh, uh,
1: I grew up a town over from Ralphie May.
2: In Arkansas, yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: But, um, did you Bert- ever meet him? No, Ralph. no. Um, but Ralph- my old boss at my first welding job, uh, went to school with him. Yeah.
4: Nice, yeah. nice. Ralphie
1: was, I would probably consider him one of my closest friends in comedy. Yeah, oh,
2: it, you
4: like
1: that- were legit friends with
2: oh, Ralphie?
4: Oh, oh, oh
1: yeah. my God. I can't tell you how much. So he's in my top, like favorites of all times if i'm not counting live comics right that that album um girth of the nation uh-huh. oh yeah might be in my opinion one of the funniest yeah it's hours. the, the guy was a sweetheart the guy, i mean, the guy, i mean bert I, talks about him he, very highly he
3: told me to take his car when i went to la he's like hey I'm, I'm i'm over in uh where do he live he lived in um with wherever billy was billy ray Somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, he was like, hey, when you come to town, just you can go by my house and pick up That's the car. That's so, I've heard it's like, such a nice I'm guy. I'm like, I did. I'm not was. driving your we, car. We, I'm just going to, I'm just going to get a rental. We, uh, yeah. we had a
2: house. We had a, we had a, we had a house we were renting in Capel, Texas. Yeah. Was that but, for comics or? No, it was just it's for, just for if, if, if we, we live there. Bartender and, and, and servers. Oh, okay. Then, okay. Okay. Uh, and then uh, for whatever reason, he couldn't be with his family on Father's Day. Yeah. So he's like, "Well, I'll be with y'all. I'll be with my other family." And yeah. he literally came and he brought like eight cases of beer. Party, and that's awesome. Parted, like, and just and just, just hung out and he wasn't even drinking. Yeah. Oh no! Time. Oh really? He wasn't even he drinking was a at the time. Big.
1: He's a big weed smoker though, wasn't yeah. right? he? Oh, oh, I, I can't. Uh, you yeah. know. Uh, sometimes I go back and and watch um old uh, Church of What's Happening Now when he would be on. Yeah. Uh, and uh, like back before they were in the, um, before they were in the studio that was all like purple, right. like, and with the bricks before that yeah. and just like I, I'm fucking I love Ralph yeah. Ralphie man Ralphie Ralph was just one of those cats that that's so yeah, cool that you were yeah. his you well it's funny as I had he was one of
3: those guests on that podcast back on MySpace So we had uh, with Justin Foster and Big Dick Hunter we had the podcast and he was one of our guests on there yeah and how long
1: have you been podcasting
3: since MySpace
1: fuck yeah but not, not I feel like it. such a fucking asshole now for like
2: it, it like
3: wasn't like, I don't think it was Paul he be yeah, this
2: obviously he hasn't done 70 episodes no no. <laughs> you hey, have a the podcast yeah hey, I just
3: I sporadically do it oh okay I got gotcha. you yeah, it's, gotcha. not, it's not a routine I'm not doing it to get famous right? oh, yeah you do uh, it's fun yeah I, I do one it's called uh, Sean's Green Room Sean's Green and Room very does, cool it, it's, it's for comics is it at the improv um, no, do you I record, record in the green room I, uh, I have I have there's uh, I think two episodes but you can but yeah. we use studio I have close. a studio oh, okay. like across the street oh so, fuck yeah and that that was that I made for comedians cause it's it's not to be funny, it's to tell comics how to be comics. Okay, you know, because over the years, you have comedians that go, "Hey, how do I should have what could have?" And so I bring on the guests and I talk to them about how they got started. Um, who the have first you had? Um, I, I don't. He know. says some really good names. Uh, but but like,
1: I, who are some that stand out?
3: Like Carlos Mencia, Mencia, Steve Trevino. Trevino. Oh, okay,
1: oh, okay, the, people that I that are friends of mine. You
3: know, oh, Ali clear. Sadiq or... Um, oh, you're friends with Ali? yeah. Oh, yeah. And then um, Amir Kay. We become,
2: we become friends with... Like, one of the things that we, we really do... I love Amir Kay. Yeah. One of the things we, we really pride ourselves on in, in the improv family is just how well we take care of comedians. I,
1: I hear about it... D- d- I take up... Dude, I listen to so many podcasts.
2: Oh, I'm sure if you've heard Burt Kreischer, Burt Kreischer's literally name-dropped the Addison Improv because he said that uh, he knew when Sebastian Maniscalco... Had made it He was at The Addison Improv And there was like A drink named after yeah. him oh, oh the Sebastian favorite. Tini. We had and We then, named uh, a drink we, there We had a We had a legendary figure That worked there forever His name was Jeff Sewell And Bobby Lee I uh,
1: love I love Bad Friends Oh
2: Bobby Lee uh, Well uh, Bobby Tiger Lee on, on, on Tiger Belly He was talking about Jeff and he goes There's this guy His name's Lala Kiki and he's been smoking cigarettes since he was five years old. <laughs> <laughs> and if you'll 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 see it, but yeah, hey, like peaches, la Yeah, we got we have. We <laughs> yeah. He sounds. He's, it was funny because so this
3: guy, he's been in the business forever. When yeah. Tom was, you know, doorman, and you he guys was,
1: know Tom Segura too, right?
2: Yeah. Well, uh, you know what's funny? I have never met. He, he him. I know. His, I met his wife. He right? did not oh, meet Christina Tom P. Segura. I, I met Tom Segura last year. He did a he did a one off in Addison. It was it an, all, a, Spanish an all Spanish. In all Spanish. Okay. And he absolutely crushed it, but like. We were talking, and it's cool to talk to him because I mean we're close in age, so he's he's a little bit older than I am. So, it's just you, and in this business, it's just cool when you can talk to somebody that's like, like you just had similar, similar kind of you know you're just you're just life you know what i mean right, like right. You maybe not have the same experiences with uh with and but you're we're just not, you're similar we're like,
3: in age the thing is with us we one of the big things we always pride ourselves with all of our clubs is um we want the comics to feel like this is their house yeah. so i love and, that yeah when and that's they, what i think it should that's and what and i that's, thought that's it should the be the mc the feature and the headliner we don't we don't treat you different because you're famous. We might control or police the room differently mm-hmm. just because of your particular ways you, that you like it. Right, right. But right. as far as who you are and when you come, you're you're part of the family now. Um, you know. But with that being said, like someone, you know, uh, uh, these guys when they come through. We treat them like family. We invite them out. We take them to go do things, whether it's a Cowboys game or whatever.
1: If, if, if they need weed, will you get
3: them weed? Right, if, like, it, you it, know, yeah. we, we know who does it. Yeah, yeah, so right. it's it's definitely like we'll walk by and go, hey, man, time for you to, you know, stop off and help them right. out. You know, yeah, whatever. yeah, right, right, but, right. you know, the, the moral of what we're trying to get to is... is when we have these relationships with these people over these years, uh, we know our place, okay? We're, we're, we're managers. They meet a million people, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, we're not best friends with them, okay? Um, though a lot of them we'd like to, um, but the reality is we just want to make sure that they always know that we're here for them because we catch them on their way up. And we catch them on their way down, you know, and, um, you know, it's, it, and sometimes we get the, the special treatment because of our relationship with these guys, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's Ron White will come through into our club. Also, he does it because he's, he's been at our club for he's ever. a 30, dude, he's like 35, 40 years in. I the,
2: the biggest compliment I think you could ever get as a venue. And I really believe this is, in, is when I, and we've had it a few times is when a comic leaves and they tell you that doing your venue is like having a week off. That's awesome. Yeah. Like, I fucking is, love that. That's like. Do you, do you, you,
1: does you, Gre- Does Greg Fitzsimmons come through? We haven't we like
2: had, we, we, had, we haven't had Greg for a while, but yeah, we love we love because
1: he Rick seems like someone who would like thoroughly like appreciate like a good he's, like he's, a good he's, club. He's, he's yeah. such a. Good, I I listen to his Fitzdog Radio. Um, he is such a, a great like. I always, I always like how grateful he is for the clubs, because like my my goal my whole dream is to be a road comic, right. That's what I want to do. I want that life that Mark Norman's doing, that like Joe List does. Where you want
2: you want you want to travel too? Yeah,
1: yeah. Like I I want I want to hit all the clubs and like be out every week.
2: You kind of want to like suck the marrow, so to speak, out of all the cities. Hundred
1: percent. That's the like, biggest
2: perk about being. a... Comic.
1: And, and I and I want to be and I want to like one day be like in with oh. like all oh, there you go I want to be <laughs> there's like, more in there yeah I want to be like in with all the clubs and all the all the improvs and all that shit I just think that that is the goal right yeah. there that I don't give a shit about being on TV yeah and I think that's the most
3: important I'm more into part, podcasting yeah the, the important part about being a stand up comic okay um, is I'll put it this way, okay? In the world, or let's just talk America, okay? In America, there is, um, you know, uh, millions of people who think they're models, okay? Instagram to real models, okay? Millions, okay? Mm -hmm. Um, People that are in music or bands. There's shitloads of bands okay whether the guy that plays uh, an acoustic by himself or the piano player or there's the dream of being uh, a musician okay Um, But when it comes to actors similar there's a pile of them but when you really start looking at stand-up comedy okay there's not many comics okay I mean maybe
1: 500 like working I would say uh, that can sell
3: the clubs Probably a hundred. Hundred. Yeah, they can move the, tickets. The, you know, the upper echelon, twenty. You know, well, the, like there, there's, yeah, you're yeah, right. But yeah. on the the third tier, the guys that come through and and can move, you know, decent tickets. You know, but the working, let's just call them working comics. Right. Okay? That's Amongst what I want to... the entire entire country, probably, fifteen hundred. You know, th- maybe maybe. 5,000. Let's just be nice and say maybe 5,000 I think that's, yeah, being generous as well. And um, so in regards to uh, the pathway for somebody to get quote-unquote famous, this is probably one of the easiest ways... To get famous, okay, meaning you have less competition, mm-hmm. okay, um, and
1: also the other veteran comics. Are you are you looking for something in particular? What
3: are you? No, no, I was. Wait, I was he, he's giving me. Uh, oh, oh, okay. You
2: said you said there's less competition in I podcasting.
1: Think, no, 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 not podcasting. Com,
3: just I, I'm stand talking up. stand up. Oh, well, stand, okay. as opposed yeah.
2: to like acting or compared stuff to like all that? those. Well, okay, I, uh,
1: I I feel like in comedy as well. To your point is like, it's the one thing where a veteran comic can find you, yeah. and go, you know what. You're good. You're gonna come with me, yeah. and I, like Tim mm-hmm. Dillon did it with da- Dan Carney, like uh, Jamie Gravy, one of my g- my good friends here. He's one I of the heard first. Of that guy. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, guys sure. know. You guys know. Jamie. He's we done the too. pod. You guys know Jamie. I love Jamie. Oh, he's
2: he's done high noon.
1: Yeah, he's done high noon. Like uh, his ep- at, stay tuned. His episode's coming out this week but uh oh, nice, like nice. eddie griffin found him when he was like three years in
2: yeah he was uh, i was actually I oh, was,
1: where, where was he where was jamie gravy when i was, it was
2: there eddie griffin i was found uh i was awesome was it at the improv? It, yeah i was managing the arlington improv and uh we had an so open sick. mic we had an open mic uh every week and uh in eddie griffin was looking looking for an opener and uh he he we he, he had his preferences and i was like you know we just thought you know maybe jamie could have something here and Ever since then, uh, he's, so been, he's taking, been doing it for like years. Eddie
3: Griffin's the fine I wine think. and Jamie's the cheese. But yeah, he's been right. doing it for about five, Yeah, you know, for five he's years been, now. He, yeah,
1: that's, and that, but that, that right there, that, that moment, that, that situation is I is what I is what I'm fucking. that's what I fucking want and, and that's
2: as, oh, as strapped to the. you want to get strapped to a rocket and there's nothing wrong with that yeah yeah
1: well, that's how we choose because, our MC's and features. that's, that's why truth. I'm trying not to be so bitter about not getting booked on these local shows okay. and,
3: no and, and here's here's how we look at it okay so in in regards to you know sometimes people are like hey book me as the MC or feature I'm I'm ready it's not a question of whether you're ready or not mm-hmm. for this particular artist that we have an open weekend for what we do is we discuss who is the best person to put on the show that might be grabbed and taken out of our city. Oh, I that's that you do how, think about that. That's what we every, I fucking love every that. Every single time we book an MC and feature, our goal is to pair the fine wine with cheese and crackers. I, I
1: can't tell you how much that knowing that you guys think about that yeah. makes me feel so much it's, better. It's a well, huge. It's a huge Because I was on wonder, us as well. I was wondering if you got if the upper if if that was even a thing that you guys would think about,
2: yeah. of course, because we actually don't get the chances to book support like we used to, yeah. because so many times now the these comics are bringing other uh, bring their, bring yeah. their already, Do they bring they, their own
1: MC too? Sometimes, depends, sometimes
2: they've, they've brought their like the, like the things that we're trying to do. Some other some other manager out there has done it already, okay. and, it, and it's opened the door. So you have the chance to uh, impress these these national headliners that haven't brought you know that that they that bring their support it's tough so yeah, yeah but that
3: that's what so that's the goal and so we look at the yeah, artist yeah. and we go okay you're you're funny um but uh, y- this other individual is more suited for this particular artist and what they're looking for mm-hmm. so yeah we we always
1: put that in consideration now um in, in addison do you do you guys have an open mic night
2: we yeah. do. We we just started one on uh, it's not well, co- we have
1: one we've had one
3: for a while that's on Sunday. Is it we, potluck or
2: The the, potluck, the one on Sunday is like a, it's just it's a an Sunday afternoon, afternoon matinee. So it's one where they kind of do like a, they put a list out but then we have a new one that we just started a few weeks ago. It's called first Monday, and it's only it's only the first Monday of every month, and we're still we're still kind of it's evolving. So okay, every, we're we're are you all open
1: seven days a week?
2: Not typically, uh, we're typically open five days a week, right. but okay. sometimes we're open. At so six what is seven it,
1: seven Wednesday week. to Sunday? Typically, yeah. yeah. Okay, oh, always Wednesday to Sunday. Okay. Always Wednesday, yeah, but Sunday. occasionally a Tuesday. And, and do y'all hire Monday. door guys too? Of oh, no, course. Or we we I mean, I mean door, door guys, guys that are comics.
2: Oh yeah,
1: oh, uh, yeah. I didn't mean we don't have door guys. Yeah, as I said it, I was like obviously. I almost I meant do you hire. Comics that are doing. Yeah,
2: I I got to be real. We hire. We are comics. Is we we love hiring comedians. To okay. We have we have, co- comedian servers. We have a we have a girl named Kirsty Hayden, yeah. and she uh and and she can't she was there and Steve Trevino who also used to work at Addison. Hey, oh, Steve cool. Trevino
3: hired me. Yeah. He, oh no.
2: He shit. was uh, he was it was one of his day. Of course, he still at the weekend. Funny. Yeah. He's still at the weekend. He was like, hey, he, he he actually asked me that question. He goes, hey Jay, you got any door guy comics? I go, I got a server comic. He's like. Okay. Any There's good? A, and yeah, absolutely. And so yep. he saw her, and from that one little guest spot he told her to take, she she MC'd for him two weeks in a row in San Antonio. That's amazing. Yeah. And that's just one story of like hundreds. That's, where that's could, the
1: goal right there. Yeah. That's that's and so so the thing that I'm kind of so Cam is working on this before I continue the story, but so when I first started at Vulcan, like I noticed that like none of the door, none of us were getting any like perks. Yeah. Of being a door guy, other than that we get to see comedy. Right. And, uh, but Cam's been working on that since I started to try to work out like door guys getting stage time. And there's this local comic, Lucas McCrary. I don't know if you guys have heard of him. It's very funny. He's from Knoxville, Tennessee. And uh, that's he, where Ralphie
3: lived, Tennessee. Okay, go around.
1: and and uh, so he started a show at Vulcan, and he's done three of them, and he's sold out Vulcan every show. Excellent. And Cam finally worked it out with him that uh, from now on, uh, we're going to alternate door guys getting spots on those shows. That's great. That's, so hopefully, I mean,
3: that's that's what we want. When we always tell comics,
1: like, hey, if there is one place you should work, if you want to be a real comic, I moved here yeah. specifically to work at Vulcan. Yeah. Like. It's, I want to work. I didn't even want to work at Creek. Yeah, like I wanted to work at Vulcan. Yeah, why am I going to work? No, I'm going to where fucking Rogan's at.
3: Yeah, you know. But when it's it smart. comes, it, it, there's 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 a there is one caveat that is important for people to know whether you're staff. Some just because you're a comic and you work at the club, you might not be funny enough yet. True. Uh, so true. you know and that's okay. That's but okay. See, we see want you to get. We're, we want you to do uh, showcases, and I mean, we got we got a couple kids that are newbies to comedy, and um, we put them on our little showcases, and we want them to build. But it takes time. I mean, you've been in the business for four years, yeah. And if you were to look back at what you were in year one, you, you're you were you were terrible. You oh, know what 100%. I mean? And yeah. and that's what's gonna happen at your eight year mark. You know, we we look at it as tears. Okay, so um, you I always call it like your epiphany moments. Okay, where you as an artist, you are doing these jokes. You this you think this is who you are, and then you have these epiphany moments and you find your voice. Right, and then find, you have an yeah. Epiphany moment, and you find your style, and so that takes time. Now, some people, dude, this is a Very lucky, very lucky, and they find it early on. Yeah, um, there's a the few exceptions. Yeah, you know, there's for the, the most part. I mean, it, I bet I bet you were to go back to Joe Rogan's earliest stuff. And it was probably trash. Yeah, he, you know? taught, he says it. And and I've seen it with yeah. you. i Look at you know Chris Rock to you know uh, I, I remember Kevin Hart when he came through. He didn't he did Soul Plane and he didn't sell out our club. Um, he wasn't a great comic, but he was so entertaining. Right, and you right. Knew, Stage presence, and that's a piece of it too. Yeah, there's, yeah. There's so many pieces. So in wow. regards to your door guys not getting on a show or something, it doesn't necessarily mean they're not funny, but they might not be right for yeah. this show. Or we have somebody else that we think might pair something. So you know, it, but it's patience. This game, it, 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 how this all started by your conversation saying, I'm cool with being a road comic. I'm not worried about getting famous. Yeah, and I think that is the smartest way to attack comedy. I want to be if able to pay goal, rent. Yeah, if your if your goal is to be famous, I'm going to strongly suggest not doing this I because could it couldn't it's, give a shit. It's so easy to be disappointed. But when you have something like, I love this. Uh, I want to do this, and this is. This is my my joy. Um, that that is that's where it, you're coming in with a humble spirit into this, and um, you can enjoy this ride because no. the ride.
2: Well, to be clear, though, sometimes humility can kind of bite you in the ass too. It's uh, a <laughs> it's so, tough. It's so tough. So I know what you mean. Yeah. When you say hey.
1: All right, we got our other guest right, right there in. at the but, end. Yeah. Aww. I mean, I don't know what how how are you guys doing on because t- so I didn't want to interrupt you guys because this is great. Yeah. Come come we're a little over. yeah. Come sit down. What's, What's up, big Hey, everybody. We got we got Big Al Gonzalez. Everybody. Oh, let me uh, let me unmute your mic here. There, bud. Look at you. There you go. Hi.
3: How's it going? Welcome to the saved party. The, we were just talking seat. crap about you, and you're No, I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> <laughs> how's your? Can uh, you hear? Oh yeah. Good. Okay. Cool. Oh, that sounds good. Oh. Nice. Thanks for telling me about that. Yeah, you're welcome.
3: Anyway. <sighs> um, you know, sometimes there's when you deal with a lot of comics. Like you know, we we, we, we have about 175 working comics at DFW. Okay, um, of those comics, sometimes we forget about somebody. You know that, and and you go down the road, and you go, holy crap, we haven't booked so and so in X amount of days, and then you hit him up, and he's like, oh man, thanks for hitting me up.
1: You know, I didn't want to, I didn't want to bother you guys. Oh yeah, and yeah, you're yeah. Like, Dude, so closed mouths don't get fed.
3: There you go. That's probably way better than my squeaky wheel gets greased. Yeah.
1: So, uh, that, the first thing I learned in Boston, I started in Boston, obviously. Um, the first piece of advice I got was number one, go hang out at clubs, go hang out at shows. Even if you're not on it, just go show face, meet people. Number two, no one's going to just give you a show. No. Like you have to ask and you got to earn. it. And if you can't, yeah. And also you gotta be, obviously you gotta have the talent to back it. But like when I got here, I already knew that, but like. No one's just going to go when I first started comedy, I was going I started at this club in Somerville, which is in Boston, called the Comedy Studio. I didn't even know that open mics were at bars. Okay. I had no idea. I thought that that was the only club you could go to, so I went every Tuesday for like 3 months. And then I started asking around like, how come like what's going on? Like what are we doing here? And then people were like, "Well, well dude, on Wednesday like, we're here. You got to you got to yeah. ask." Yeah. Like you got to ask. Okay.
0: I'll tell you what worked for me and, and a lot of people I know who are doing well. And it's what you just said. Just show up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I, when, yeah. I, when I started in San Francisco, I was at the punchline almost every every chance I could. Right. I was there for every Sunday showcase. I was there for the off nights. And I would sit in the back. If I had to buy a ticket, I'd buy a ticket. If I didn't have to, I would I, still. I was doing that, too. I would at buy At Comedy Stop. I would get to know the bartenders. I would tip them well. Yes. Make sure I tipped them very well. And then I got to be really good friends with them. Turned mm-hmm. out they worked at the club. Yeah. Next thing you know it, I'm hanging out with them. They're recommending me to shows, right? They go, hey, here's this guy who comes all the time. He's really nice. He's sociable. He tips well. Yeah. You know, he's good people. Hey, I recommend him for this. Next thing you know, I'm doing other shows. Right. Then I start running shows and people start giving me, you know, hosting spots. And then I get recommended to the club from the guys that are regulars because they know me now. They feel right. comfortable. They trust that. I was you know, funny, and he can bring forty people out. <laughs> yeah, you know. pretty much.
1: Yeah. Uh, do you remember this too? How how long have you been doing comedy? Too long. Yeah. Uh, probably <laughs> so probably six you, weeks. Yes. <laughs> do you so? Do you remember this? So I had a guy tell me. Uh, so when I first started, so I have a ton of friends in Boston. So like when I first started getting, I remember I was like eight months in, and I got my first show. I got to do a, a, a like yeah. a spot first spot. Okay. First spot, yeah. And uh, like I
3: paid spot. Uh, or was well, this was,
1: just like, a, like a showcase? No, I, he, he like 20, I was trying to get. This. It was like twenty yeah. bucks. It okay. was a it was a showcase. Okay, but it was a variety show. Okay, so there was like a trans burlesque dancer for, at one point. You know, there was like a poetry guy. But it trans was,
3: dancers bring out the cash. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> piles. So uh,
1: so I I brought like I brought like twelve people. Okay. with me and then uh and then i get booked on another show with uh do you guys know dan bulger
2: name,
0: yeah I, I know that name. so he yeah.
1: start. he's he's joe list's best friend okay like he like came up with joe list in boston and then uh so he he's still in boston he he makes it he makes a living doing it but like he's in boston like he doesn't really leave boston Okay. kind of like what you were saying about a, being a towny comic
2: we, so we, he if makes his
1: living doing it. In,
2: in the right town, it's it's totally cool. Yeah. Make a tiny and,
1: but he's a very nice guy, and he's like still cool with all the people who aren't near as long as he's been doing it. So I was on a show with him, and I brought like six or seven people, and uh, the guy, this other guy who I'm very good friends with today, Jonathan Tilson, fucking shout out Tilson. He just moved to New York. Showed was there, and he goes, "Hey man, uh, just want to let you know, you should like." Stop inviting your friends to these like shitty shows. And I go, what do you mean? And he's like, you're going to want to save that for later. For the real ones, For like a, a real show or like a bringer show, which I've done. I did Comics Roadhouse uh, in 2020, right before the pandemic. Uh, and it was Shane Gillis's weekend. Okay. And I hung out with him. I got to meet him and uh, we hung out for like a couple hours just shooting the shit, which is what I was saying earlier about like in comedy, other comics, no matter how far they up. They all get it because they had to go through that bullshit too. Well, well, like what we were saying about
3: the the pathway for a comedian, there's less quantity. Of yeah. That. Okay, but on the on that same token, okay, in regards to um, these guys understand how hard the road is and what you okay? what you're going, and, yeah, you know. And so when when you know, it's there. There's a level of camaraderie amongst comedians, understanding that, okay. How long have you been doing it? Well, I've been doing it two years, and I'm I'm so ready to headline. And then no. you look and you go, you you have no idea, yeah. how hard this path is. And um, not that I, I, I it's not that they want to crap on you. It's more like, hey, you need to buckle up. Be patient. Whatever right. they, the wisdom that they're going to drop, um, but but when you have a comic that has reached that first, what I call the first tier, your first epiphany level, where yeah. you find your voice, and now you're ready as a comic to take that next step. Other comics are going, okay, yeah. You, now you're ready to be my friend. You know, it's I liked you. We were acquaintances then, but now we we understand each other. You know, there's there's a mutual and there's a lot of
0: turnover. Oh, okay. there's a lot of turn- yeah. turnover. My friend, my friend used to work at a bar with a with a comedian who's still doing comedy now, and he introduced him to to me. And he goes, uh, "Could you could you help him out? This is my friend, Big Al. Could you help him out?" And this guy looked at me. He goes, "How long have you been doing it?" I go, oh, "About a year." He goes, "Are you playing anywhere?" I go, "No." Is "Are you getting paid?" I go, "No." He goes, "All right. If I see you in three years, please talk to me again." Yeah. Right. So he said it straight up. He goes, yeah. I don't got time. And
1: yeah. that's good though. That's that's also like when I started in Boston. Uh, there's some people like Jonathan Tilson, Logan O'Brien, like a lot of these people, Sham Subramanian, who's in town right now. These are all guys who, when I started, were four and five years in already mm-hmm. and wouldn't even talk to me. Yeah. And it's, then a year but, later I yeah. became, they've been, they wouldn't, know had, that
3: you, they wouldn't know that you care. That's yeah. that's one of the things I always And it's say. not that they're being mean. I don't want to care about your career more than you care about your career. Yeah. You know, and, and that's where, you know, I, I've had comics taking a comedy class okay and I pop in to kind of you know say hi to everybody and just kind of greet them to the world and uh, you know one of the questions I always ask just to see where they are and I go you know how much how much material do you you can have and the, these idiots
1: oh, I got two hours oh hey, my god you know, I'm like, oh. A- hey ask me ask yeah. me how much how much quality material do you I have, have a tight 10 okay and I have 20 of material okay <laughs> no, that's, that, that's, that's, that's honest see,
3: that's, that's an honest answer yeah. that's, And what you probably Realistically to me Probably have a good Solid six Okay And But you can push it to 12 When I can't find the next comic Gotcha You know I'm looking around the club And he's nowhere to be found and I'm walking up to you going, stretch, yeah, yeah. stretch. I and like you when go, I get that. You it's go, fun. Oh, <laughs> crap. I got to go to the bingo joke. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and <laughs> so, no, but that's it So, it is great that comics and what Al was saying is being present But and another thing he noted was being present with the staff and taking care of them. Don't be a nuisance. Oh, That is yeah. so I can, huge.
2: I can intervene here. Stay um, out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. Don't bigger, bug people. Uh, there's, and here's the other thing. This is where you know your, your veteran local comics can either make or break and that some of them you know they do get kind of like these chips on their shoulders where they start they start acting a little bit above it all when reality of it all is you know it's like you've kind of you've you've plateaued yep. mm-hmm. and since you've plateaued you kind of and here's something i've noticed that if you have plateaued sometimes you want to kind of Hit the hands of the people trying to climb. Yeah,
0: you become a, a bitter gatekeeper. You are. That's a. You are a no, bitter no, I like the, gatekeeper. The, that's the a worst. Because because you feel all of a sudden now it's your job to be the junkyard dog, and yeah. protect the club somehow. Yeah, the club didn't from, ask from, from, you to do it. No,
2: no, it's it, not your obligation. No, but right, sometimes right. sometimes but, you do need a junkyard dog. Sometimes it, you, sometimes it's nice, but sometimes it's like, why are you doing that? Yeah. Oh, oh, it's because you you see some you you see someone nipping at the old heels and
3: and and that is a problem sometimes especially when some comic that just got to the scene that knows um uh that like you know someone gets introduced i remember when like this comic tone bell was introduced to us okay and
1: is he, fam- is he a yeah,
3: working he was, guy? I know he that He just name. at LOL this last Oh, okay, weekend, okay. I was like, I know so, that name so, for sure. He's, so.
2: he's had like nine TV shows. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. And so
3: he was introduced by some of our veteran comics. And they go, hey, you got to see this guy, Tone Bell. I don't remember where he worked. Some kind of like. Uh, he worked for Miller Lite? That's right. And he was a beer wreck okay and um i'm trying <coughs> miller Lite sponsorship Sponsors, sponsor <laughs> sponsor um I, so, I know
1: guys at improv sponsor, you know,
2: sponsor, it, sponsor
3: tone tone had a storytelling comedy style okay and he his charisma
2: exceptionally likable he could
3: look at an audience and raise his eyebrow and they would laugh and you go he has it there is it there you know his material wasn't brilliant yet okay mm-hmm. but you could smell it and then, lo and behold, you know, we we put him on a show, okay, and, um, you know, the, NBC had hit Diver, us up. The diversity. Stand Up for Diversity hit us up. and He did
0: it. He, he, did it. he won it.
3: That's where I... I and this I, was at Addison? This is at Addison. So Very they came cool. through and they go, hey, we want to do a Stand Up for Diversity show, which their first one, I don't remember it was called, that was Paul Varghese. He won it. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Marvin Michaels won it. And then a few years later, they... Contacted us. They wanted to run it again through the club, and so they go, "Hey, could you assemble a, a, a lineup of comics?" And we're like, "Yeah, of course." And so, put the lineup together. I go back to the green room where the two judges are, and I go, "Hey, got a great show. You're gonna love all these comics. The one you need to pay attention to is Tone Bell. This guy just has it." And they go, "Okay, noted." They went out, watch the show. They came back, and they go, "Tone Bell, you were right." Fuck and yeah next thing you know he signs a deal with NBC oh. he moves from Dallas goes to LA and now he's on sitcoms and, commercials and, it, it did, and all I, stuff. I think he just filmed his Netflix special just recently oh awesome he had a recurring
2: role in The Flash that was a pretty big deal oh okay, okay. so okay. you know
3: and what did it That's what, so sick now you gotta look back at these veteran comics okay these veteran comics that said hey this guy and it, it, it's really easy for you to go oh man that should have been me that should have been my mm-hmm. spot but the reality is it, it, he was perfect at that moment. He needed to be to get to the next spot. Okay. Don't, don't look at it as, oh, that should have been me. It, it wasn't you. It, it was somebody else. And it doesn't mean that you're not qualified. It means that this guy was just had the thing that this particular thing was looking have for. S- right time, right place right type sense. of thing. Have yeah. y'all,
2: have y'all uh, I think it's called, have y'all seen that movie, Don't Think Twice? Uh, is that new? It's pretty new. Uh, I think that's what it's called. Uh, it's it's probably the most. Um, you well go yeah. while You're
0: thinking about that. Yeah. I mean, it's what you're saying is very good. I mean, a lot of the so I live. I recently got divorced. Now I live with four comics, and the whole thing we do is we help each other. Who, right. if you, we if help you, each other. We're who, all at Who are the, who are the comics are uh, Israel Garcia, uh, Cousin Birdo and uh, Drew Blues. Okay, and we all work. We're all working guys. We're all out there working. But it took a little while for the other two to get to that point. But because they were hanging out with me in Israel, who were at the time touring, I was with Steve, and Israel oh, was with Ching, uh, Chingo and Chingo. Polar oh, Bear Blaine, yeah. and Raymond Orta. So we were always on the road, we're always working. So these two guys who were still kind of open micing, they were constantly asking us questions, and you know, asking us to critique them and
2: I will, give I will, them advice. I will tell you this uh, in the community, in the comedy community, and especially in the Latino community, I see. so so much like people back each other so yeah. much there's so much camaraderie there yeah. everyone's always trying to bring somebody up the,
3: the, the stupidest thing for wasn't a comic always to that do, way but, yeah. I, I, since yeah.
2: since I since I've been around for about six the past 15 16 years yeah. I've seen it way more yeah. like that I,
3: I, I'll tell you the probably the stupidest thing a comic can do is think that they're going to be able to do this all by themselves without a comedy yeah. buddy you know yeah it, it, you, you no, go inside I, I have comics that I really like and I go talk to them like hey who's your comedy buddy well I I, I sometimes work on a joke with this person or mm. you know and I'm just like I, I, I'm I gonna give you three months to have a comedy buddy or I'm not working you right and I live with why, my roommates are com- a and comedian and, and it's because I, you, I know what
0: your reason go ahead
3: yeah my, my thoughts are is because and I don't you don't need to be when I say comedy buddy they don't need to be your friend okay they, they could be polar opposites of you but what's beautiful about us humans okay is I could say stoplight and he could think of something that I've never thought of and maybe this joke that I just came up with about a stoplight is actually gonna be his and what is he gonna do he's gonna talk about you know yard sales and I'm gonna go and then you go you know what this stoplight joke is better for you and this yard sign is better for you we can trade we can we can give each other
1: we can we can build something that you would have never done by yourself you know you're, you're engineers it, 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 for a two, joke two, two people trying to do it are better is better than one yeah. that's well, like Christina P and Tom Segura yeah like when they were coming up together, she had success before Tom.
2: Well, she was also, but let, let's be clear, she also was MTV famous before she was a comedian. from a uh,
1: real road road road, 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 the, road Th- rules right. With she was with Theo Vaughn on okay. on road, road
2: in two thousand. Yeah, she she I, I believe so. But that's what I'm saying. Like, but I mean, like she had a kind of a leg up in that regard. Mm-hmm. That's all.
3: Gotcha. So have a comedy buddy is basically what I'm saying.
2: Yeah,
0: and these these guys just in the. Seven months that I've been living there, I I watched them go from you know me. they were yeah they were like yeah they were okay, but now they're,
3: they're killing funny. it. They're, they're
0: ki- they actually went from barely being able to do ten minutes to now where they can each do thirty. Yeah. Oh, that, just see the, just within a year of me yeah. living in that house with them yeah. because we we we've, we've created all this, you do is you do, we that's, that's what comics yeah, do. Yeah. Just yeah. like you know, just like if
3: you were we uh, eat, a, a live, bodybuilder, breathe, okay, comedy. if you're a bodybuilder. Okay, and one of the best things you could do is have a bodybuilder buddy of yours to go to the gym with you. Right. You know, and what are you guys going to talk about? Your protein intake, right, uh, right. You know, the the, the the stuff you're drinking. You, you're you know.
2: going to become annoying to anyone that's not in your. Well, life. so I, I'm curious annoying. to.
1: I'd like to. I was just about to say, I'd like to talk to you about this because you said you got a divorce. I did. What? When? How long ago? Uh,
0: I was the. Uh, July of uh Wednesday of 2021 so okay wow I was That's on tour so
1: cl- dude that is so close to what I I'm... was on
0: tour and the co- COVID really messed a lot of people's lives up same same and it what it did was it showed me that I wasn't where I needed to be and that I w- we were base- basically being placeholders at that time how long were you guys married uh, 15 years was, wow and, okay. but it was totally amicable like we talked it out we 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 looked at it and you know, very logically. And we're you guys like, were good roommates. Yeah, we're just, we, we became good roommates is yeah. what ended up happening mm. and we, yeah, we realized, that, yeah, we Kate. realized we got each other to a great point in life. You, you know? have kids? but now, No, we have okay. two dogs. They're her kids, but they're my dogs. Yeah, yeah, but she, my, yeah. That's, that's, I don't know what it is. Did she them. keep the dogs? She she kept the dogs because yeah. the dogs I, were hers. Ooh. I got them for her as gifts because got she gotcha. has Did her, you take she, their collars
1: she, when you left though?
0: <laughs> I would have. The collars? Can I ask you this? Did
1: your wife, uh, did you start? This is a big question. Did you start comedy after you were already
0: married? No, I okay. started comedy way before I got married. We okay, because I think that's a downfall of
1: my of my marriage. Okay, because I started comedy after we got married. Comedy wreck. And I think yeah, it yes. ruined my marriage. It, it, it does. No, I mean, not only that just because I fell in love with comedy and actually chose comedy over her.
2: Yeah, it, it's way more intense than even that. Like I, I just having any type of relationship. Just just boyfriend girlfriend when you when you go to even being a manager well, yeah. yeah when you go to a comedy club like you, you man you better have a partner that's ready because the, this this industry will eat, because you become so obsessed with it. Well, we worked, me and my and, wife
0: worked together at yeah. the club, so we met at Cobb's Comedy Club. Yeah, it's, it, she was the box office manager. That probably helped you more Cop, than her And I was Cop's? the floor supervisor, so I would run the, you know, the front desk oh, and the...
3: intermingled intermingling uh, among yeah. staff. Yeah, it sounds like a senior position. <laughs> you got no room to talk,
1: playboy. Where's Cobb's?
0: Cobb's is in San Francisco. <laughs> I was a waiter. Oh, No one said you yeah, were But we were cool, and then I ended up moving to Punchline, which was owned mm. by Live Nation at the time, so... I went, she stood at Cobbs and I went over to Punchline and I was working the door there. And so it worked. She knew I was a comic before yeah. we got married. And I told her I told her straight up up front. I said, Comedy is number one. See, that's and I what, said. It has to be number one. And I said, and don't take this offensively, you're number one too. But right, you're slightly but slightly underneath. Yeah, that's because, a, because
2: that's a strong ass woman. To I said to that. I told her straight time. up. I said, if you
0: if you do not out. allow me to be this person, then we can't. We can't. Then I can never be happy. Yeah. And yeah. if I'm not happy, I'm going to make you unhappy. Yeah. Right. And this will not last. And she she dealt with it, and she eventually left comedy. Uh, she worked. She you know, we kept traveling, went to L.A. She worked for Live Nation out there and I was working at the club out in L.A. And then she ended up coming out to Texas and I moved to Texas. How and long have you been in Texas now? It's going to be seven years this year. Oh, OK. okay. But yeah, it worked out up until a point, And there was a point where we were going in different directions.
1: Do you think? Oh, yeah. Do you think that? Uh, so in my relationship, I started comedy in 2018 and she was all about it. She was like great good she's so w-
3: proud of you yeah
1: she was like i'm glad you found a hobby yeah like mm-hmm. and then i don't think she expected me to become to not only she knew i was going to be good at it but i don't think she expected me to become obsessed yeah. with it no. and then when the pandemic hit like it just everything shut down and i didn't have comedy anymore so of, so then it's, it's like a drug comedy's a yeah. you no
2: know, comedy comedy messed up a lot there's people still that have not recovered comedic co- comedy wise there's plenty of people that 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 were doing pretty good in comedy it it,
0: tr- it took me off track well, and no, I, I have to admit that people I, left I, comedy we, we kind of talked about, about it last night people
2: left comedy got found careers like for lack of a better word got their shit together right. <laughs> and it was actually like the answer for them not that not that that's you know not that, I mean obviously, i i love comedy but like i think some people actually i think i think oh god i hate say this but i think the the pandemic actually might have saved the world from some pretty shitty comics. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, yeah, we, I stopped touring. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. and I ended up doing virtual comedy. Okay? Uh, see, okay, So that, that I did a pivot. Yeah,
1: I, dude, I, I actually. The dude, I actually started a show. I got uh, so Will Noonan is like the the biggest Boston comic right now. He's like the guy. He's the spokesperson of Honda New England of Hon, New England Honda or whatever. Oh, I. He was no, like. No, 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 no,
2: uh you well, see the guy from the Sam Adams commercials? Uh, Your no, cousin from he, Boston. He's the Honda guy. Okay. He
1: was in the Super Bowl like commercials.
2: Is he, he
3: pronouncing
1: it Honda, or does he say with a Boston accent?
3: Honda.
2: Oh, I, uh, Honda. I don't
1: know. I don't think
3: Honda. Honda. Hey, why don't
1: you come down and get a Honda? Come down here <laughs> and get a Honda. My girlfriend no, gave, yes, me, it really. Honda. Honda. gave me a Honda. My
3: girlfriend
2: gave me a Honda last night. It'd be a
1: Honda Sorenta.
2: The APR's low on this one, if you know what I mean. I
3: don't know.
1: But uh, so, so that guy got me a venue, not a venue, he, he hooked me up with a bar that, that wanted to do comedy during the pandemic. Uh, it was his brother-in-law. And the guy was like, yeah, so like, I can't really pay you, but I'll let you and your wife drink for free anytime you're here. And I was like, all right, cool, we'll do that. And it was outside on a patio, really cool spot. I got away with nine shows before other Boston, this is the wildest thing to me. Other Boston comics who were doing Zoom comedy called the health department on me, or on the bar, and got my show shut down. Yeah, you were trying to kill old ladies because because they're like, no, human. no, you can't do that. If we can't do comedy, like mind your fucking business. Yeah, like if we're if we're okay with risking whatever this is, shut the fuck up. It's not, It's not your problem. Sounds well, lot It sounds, a toxic lot, it sounds
3: You've like really we've been here for a little while now. now. I know. Flashback. Yeah. yeah.
0: What did
2: that happen here too? It no, happened, God, yeah. in Texas we. we it's we, crazy that we, other comics we were, barely were, we barely wore masks in Texas. Yeah,
1: I <laughs> mean it, 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 it
0: didn't happen to that extent, but there were there were hypocrites. Yeah, hip- I, I heard, it,
1: heard that old Austin was kind of like, oh, Austin oh,
0: you guys shouldn't oh, Austin be doing shut down. Austin oh yeah, was Austin, probably the last the yeah. last uh, city the to, to last reopen. holdout. Yeah. I mean, even during the last Moon Tower, yeah, which was in October, you had to have a you had to have a mask and. And proof a of card, vaccination. Card, yeah, you yeah, had to yeah. have a card.
2: Yeah, Dallas opened up pretty quick. We were, we were the fastest. Open I'm not. Up I'm not going to
0: name any names, but there was some uh, very prominent comics who were very vocal about people not being vaxed or wearing masks. Who were very <laughs> adamant at shaming people. And I personally saw them walking around without yeah, that well, masks. That's mean, fuck it. Dude, and I'm, I'm not going to out anybody by name, but there was right, a lot. I of, feel like right, there was a lot of hypocrisy. I feel like we've already. Like, you know who you are. I
2: feel like in a lot of ways we've already gotten through the gotten through the you know it, what, the hip, hypocrisy and all that stuff. I mean, we're two years in. Yeah.
1: Are you? Are, are, you, are do you? Are you? Need, do you need to go? No, no, no.
2: I'm. I'm good.
1: Oh, you keep. Okay. Yeah, we just. Is, I'm, is I'm, that a small? They're, watch they're or businessmen. No I'm, got, a, no, I'm. Yeah, i actually. Guys run stuff. No, no, no. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, I'm actually. Okay. I'm actually. <laughs> this, this I'm not is trying to make you nervous. I'm
2: actually. I'm actually doing work. Yes. Oh, no, I'm sorry. No, you're no, you're
1: good. I just didn't.
2: Want our, our, to, I didn't want you guys to feel
3: like you have to. like. no, no, Trust
2: me. No. I got you. At any
3: time, some comic. We are. We. We got to be ready. We gave
2: up. We gave up on. We gave up on our privacy a long, long time ago. Yeah, and, that,
3: and that's part of what I think you guys are hitting is for you to be a comic and have a relationship. Yeah, it, comedy. It's not so much comedy is going to take number one spot because that's your dream or whatever. It's more of a, a relationship requires time, you know. And and when you are doing this on a Friday, Saturday night, or out of town or when mom's in town or, you know, the kids need to see something or do something and you're unavailable or you're not doing that romantic quality time with your wife or your girlfriend, don't be surprised when your relationship falls apart. Right, you right, know? And, right, and, right, right, As much so as they want to they back you and be your, your support and, and love you and, and see you succeed, um, they have their own desires for what they feel is going to fill their emotional tank, mm-hmm. you know, and not trying to get all like, girly on that but the truth is you 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 are being selfish in your relationship it's a selfish because, fucking and, thing and and the only way because what you the worst thing a comic can do is be five years from now and look back and say coulda woulda should mm-hmm. and 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 that becomes that thing where you know you have to Otherwise, you might fail, and a failure hurts on different levels, but you have to, you have to uh, build that relationship. And I think you know, Trevino has done an excellent oh, job very of, of spending quality time with his wife and now his family. Um, but, you know, had but he
2: also made his family the act. Yeah, I think like he bird, merged. That's he, like birds. He merged, merged. He, well, no, no, he, he became uh, America's favorite and, uh, husband tour. I yeah, mean, like it's, yeah. it's right there. He. And that's, that's that's a, that's a great. Do that's a great way. To, oh, and that it he,
0: allows him to to have, have his, both of those. Well, worlds, that, to have that, both worlds. Well, it was the that, only way. He was able yeah. to do it. And I've Christina never seen a And seen a P and, and, yeah. and Tom, Tom uh, yeah. Moshe Cash. Yeah. I
2: mean Bert still Steve. talks about his wife. I've never seen a comic more than Steve that brought their family to more shows. Mm-hmm.
0: He brings his family to shows. His kid is up. Yeah, is even he he when he's done with comic? the show, he no. goes straight yeah, home to, to yeah. he, his kid. Like he there is no time. Like he he has a regimented schedule and it involves his family and he loves it. And it his family's involved.
3: I will say the only caveat to that. Is the fact that Steve was single for a long time while building his career. See, sure, and that, That's, that is yeah. a benefit too because uh, you can't take your family on tour with you when you're getting paid
1: twenty five bucks yeah. a show. Right, right. And you the, know, so like you're meeting meeting your meeting your your significant other after after you're already a working comic. That seems to be the way that it will work. And, and here's, here's what I think the biggest piece that to take away for, for comics and
3: working with other comics is is probably the biggest piece and the smartest thing for you to do as a comedian, okay, is going back to what Al had said, is um, being friends with the, the, the staff, okay? And here's why. You don't know how many times my manager came out and talked to us servers and goes, hey, we need a comic for this weekend. And the comics uh, we really loved weren't necessarily the funniest they were good but they were the ones who were there in the venue when we needed them Right. You know to help us kick out somebody. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's this. Guy, I'll clock in uh, yeah,
1: sometimes at Vulcan. It, 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 well, we
3: had this comic and um, Keith Terry, and he was from Arkansas. Um, love Keith. Uh, you know, this guy would vacuum the showroom between shows. He would pre-bus with us. He didn't have to. He could have just gone and hid in the back. But it, it, what was what we saw was wow, this guy's part of us. And so anytime Trey or Chris would pop around the corner, and go, hey, who should we have feature for? You know, yeah, Dave Chappelle or Whatever We go, oh, oh, Keith Terry, right, Keith right, Terry. Right, and right, and right, so right, it right. gave him opportunities. I'm not saying it made his career, but I will tell you, if my servers hate you because you're an annoying comic, you never clean up after yourself, don't tip. you don't tip, you're rude, you're loud, you act like you own the place, you go to the green room when you're not allowed to go to the yeah. green room. All those things. Uh, People pay attention. If you're we, not
1: on the show, I don't know why you would go to the green room. Yeah. It, I don't ever, I work sure. at Vulcan and I don't ever even set foot in that yeah. place it, it, unless it, I'm it, uh, cleaning and, it. And I'll tell you another
3: piece. That green room is not the features of the MCs. That green room is the headliners, mm-hmm. and you should get permission from the headliner to go in, even if you're on the show. Mm-hmm. And you know, not that you know Steve would ever have a problem with Al being in there. But I've
0: walked, I've I, had to walk out because yeah. it's his green room. It is right. Right. his room. Right he's holding court, and yeah. I have to walk out yeah. because. It's it, you, not my place at that, that Yeah, that it's that is his room. It's
2: not even an insult to you. It's not self-awareness. I've got, I've got family business to attend to, right. and you just don't need to be
0: there. Yeah, exactly. Somebody said it was I self-awareness. I said self-awareness, You have to have yeah. self-awareness. There's a Read time, the room. There's a You're time when you should then. be there, and there's a time when you don't Absolutely. be there. Absolutely. Because I've also been scolded where he goes, why did you leave? I'm like, because you were, you, you were engaging. He you goes, were, no, I I. there's times when I want yeah. you to... Be in there right. because these people. I want you to meet them. And, and I, can, uh, I mean, watch your entourage. Yeah. too. I'm not
3: talking the famous guys. I'm talking to the the entourage that you know. Like I've had comics before. You know, a, a big headliner comes in and he's in the green room and the green room tab is crazy high. You know, and I turn the corner and I'm just looking at it going, "How did you guys ring in four hundred dollars in chicken wings or whatever the product is that they?" And it turns out it was the MC. We brought three. I hear about this all the time. And, yeah. and the headliner's yeah. like, No, drop a tab. That that is not that you know, so and you're making me look bad. Yeah. Right. And so right. be cognitive of that. Absolutely. And, and
2: yeah, and, and also another another thing that green room uh, from a management standpoint is also the place where uh, Comedians can also scold management from time to time. Let yeah. them know. Yeah. Let them know they're they're or you know just talk to them or anything. I've been yelled at in the green room. A few oh, times. absolutely. Same here. Ooh, it's bro. just it's okay, and that's their. And I'll name drop th- now. What, and that's, uh, their, that's their safe space. Never to uh, yeah. you know, yeah. you, uh,
1: so when when that when that situation was happening, uh, is it? Do you get to pick and choose who you like? Is it like? Do you get to feel like? I don't think that you. You should get to scold me, no. or is no? No, we're okay. gonna shut the fuck up. No, okay.
2: we're, we're I mean, we're there yeah, to... Here's, here's the reality. It's not but our this job goes back to be what right. we talked about. It's not, earlier. not our job to be right. This
1: is okay. when they come okay. here, they're part of our family. So it's kind of like so. the customer is always right type. Yeah. Deal? Absolutely.
2: They're, well, here's the truth. It, it's and probably th-
1: it's probably our
2: here, fault. Here's the long here's the long and short of it. When it comes to comedy clubs, we are the customer. Yeah.
0: Okay. I'll I'll, and, I'll put it in a way that I I've never heard before until I met this dude, but he but this is how he explained it to me with customer service, and and it goes the same thing with comedy clubs and how we deal with comics. The customer's not always right, but they're still our customer, right. and we have to take care of them. Right. And it's the same thing with comics. The comic's not always right, or even the club's not always right. And, and here's the, here's but there's like a relationship there, and as a comic, wait, I have to work around it with you, and vice versa. You have to work it around with, with the comics.
2: And like we said, one thing Sean said earlier is that we get the comics on their way up, and all the do it, and guess what? When comics are on the way down, they're a lot different. They are so much nicer. Yeah. It is
3: uh, interesting how and you mean when they it, lose everything. Not,
2: it's it's, it's here is one thing that you
3: you have to take in. And for a successful comedian, this is just my opinion. I would say probably a majority of the successful comedians, okay, they are not normal, okay, and I, I they're in their head they have issues, okay. For you to see this world some crazy way. You, you see it because you see the world differently. And these guys are battling their own little demons, you know, and they might be bipolar. They might have just found out their wife's leaving them. You know, they, I mean, I've, I've seen it where you go, you know, so-and-so was such a jerk this time. You know, I don't know. And then lo and behold, three or four or six months later, it comes out and you're like, oh, that's what was going on. You know, I've, I've seen comedians break down in the green room yeah. when they found out their wife was cheating on them. Uh, you know, Ooh, and yeah. they, I they walk are. back and go, hey,
2: you still got 15 minutes to do.
3: I need you back up on stage. You can't leave halfway through the show
1: crying. That tends to make a bad show. Have you ever had a comic that was headlining? Just leave and not do the show.
0: Oh, yes, yeah. I've, I've seen that. Oh, yeah.
2: absolutely. Yeah. yeah,
0: quite a few.
1: Uh, in that situation, does the feature just become the headliner or yeah. is the Usually. show done? It, it, depends it depends on who's in the house. It really yeah. depends. I mean, it, it, you know, it's I'm going to grab the funniest, the, guy, <laughs> the funniest guy in that
3: audience. It, I'm going to put him back up. You, you know, sometimes you would have a comic and you go, oh, this feature could probably go back up and do time. But I turn <laughs> around and there's one of my local headliners there and I go, okay, hey, that's what I was going to hey, say. I need you to go do time. Cool. Uh, hop up and do something. And, you know, I've had it before where we couldn't find the comic on a Sunday and we... We're waiting till showtime. We can't find this. Comic. Oh yeah,
2: that's that's the other piece of advice I would always use: live close to a comedy club.
0: I that's dude. I showed up every week, every no, live, week. I was there all the time. You don't know how many gigs I got just because, you're because, just because you were just because were I there, was you present. There, you were there, also because I was a comic and I was working at the no, club. No, no, I mean, right. well, I would get the call from it, a, a manager yeah. and they would go, "Hey, uh, I
3: know who all the local comics and how I close know you're it. coming was, to work." That's what I was going to ask, but you I need you to you. open
0: the show tonight.
2: Yeah, no, no, can you be
3: here in six minutes? Yeah.
2: Yeah, because you, right. you don't want to be the comic who, like, you, you overstay your welcome. Yeah. But, like, if you live close, man, that's a bonus that, that for you. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's fucking
1: good YouTube. to know because I'm uh, eight minutes from Vulcan. That's a huge
3: piece. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Just uh, in case anyone <laughs> wants to know. Be
0: funny, be available, be useful.
1: Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. I
0: have those three are, Bs. Those are three big three, ones. Three Bs. So.
3: Well, that was good. Well, I, I oh, hope, yeah. uh,
1: hope you got some information out of this
3: podcast.
1: I, I think that this was... Fun! I I had such a good time. I'm so glad you guys came. He, by. he just says that to everybody. I listen to yeah, you know. yeah, on it's, it's no, the same shit. No, best, this was best this was more ever. than I've I've never enjoyed a show
3: much like this. This guy is so amazing. The scene. Sean
1: well, Uh Before we go though, real quick, uh, you want to tell me? So you you said you could do dates real well. Oh yeah, but like, but
2: it's, like, it's mostly for like movies. If okay, you, if, you uh, me, if, if you give me a, a, a movie, I'm pretty good at guessing. Wanna, the You year. have your phone
1: on you, yeah. Just yeah. so we can make sure he's right. Hey, trust me. It's right.
2: No, it's right. That's, I get it's, it. It's and right. I'm not it's, always right, but I'm pretty good.
1: When yeah. did the first Tremors come out?
2: That came out in 1990. I believe like February 1990. Fact
1: check, fact oh. check, check okay. Tremors. We'll hit them with another, by the, way, him another by, by the way, did you guys realize that Tremors is just Jaws, but with dirt? Yeah. Hey, Jaws didn't have Reba McIntyre. <laughs>
0: hey, you're not
1: wrong. You're well,
3: not.
2: Is February Kevin, 1990?
0: Kevin uh, he's got lousy. Uh, oh, well, wait, you're on Wi-Fi, right? There yeah, it goes. Yeah, I am. No, I'm not. 1990.
2: God damn. Was it February when 1990?
0: Was, uh, I don't know about that. But when was yeah. Tremors 2? January.
2: Oh, that was, that was close. Oh, way January. off. <laughs> Two months. T- okay, so B-movies I typically don't like okay, doing. Okay, all right, no, that's But, pretty but, close, but I believe it's 1996.
1: Check for Tremors 2? Oh, I'm it. sorry, Big Al. You're
2: it, the new producer.
1: Sorry. <laughs> no, here's here's what's crazy. is
3: uh, I shot an email over talking about Mitch Hedberg. Okay. okay. And Have I was you like, met him? It's yeah.
2: 1996. Yeah. I was right. Uh, so, um, so so we're <laughs> in an email
3: and all the management is talking about some new merch we're working on. And so oh, we, yeah. I, we had suggested, hey, why don't we, why don't we look at maybe doing something that shows some legends, you know, like Mitch Hedberg or something. And I go, just to be a jerk. I go, hey, Jay, when was the last time Mitch Hedberg was at the... I was like
2: April 28th, twenty nine, 2004.
3: 13 seconds of this email getting sent. <laughs> the reply came back.
2: <laughs> that's, that's the crazy. He will
3: remember the craziest dates. It, it's insane. His brain on what he has a retention of. It's uh, it's, it's wonderful.
1: What year did... uh oh, I'm trying What When did Tombstone come out?
2: That came out... Uh, that actually came... That's a, that's a very popular misnomer. A lot of people think it came out in 1994, but it actually
1: came out in the winter
0: of 93. <laughs> I don't even want to check yeah, it. <laughs> it's right. It's probably right. It is, kinda it like, is right. Kind of like Braveheart came out twice. It released during the summer, and they re-released it in the winter. Which
1: years?
2: December 25th, 1993. It uh, 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 was Braveheart? Uh, oh, no, Braveheart, that was
1: 95. Okay. Yeah. When was you, the... Wait, it, he,
2: he also won an Oscar for best. Uh, he would tell you how many tickets yep. were
3: sold on a weekend.
2: Nah, it depends. It, 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 depends. No, it actually when, it when, actually helped us when it came to mar- marketing for the club. Sometimes. When,
1: when was the last time Burt Kreischer was at the Improv? It
2: would, that would I, I I couldn't give you an exact date, but last time I remember seeing him was probably about 2013. Okay. But I'm not really good about those dates. Like oh, oh, okay, Mitch Hedberg's okay. a little different because he's such a he's I he was he was one of the f- biggest reasons I got into wanted to work at a comedy club. And I actually got to see him one night exactly. No shit. And then a year Where did later, you see he him at? Oh no, working. I yeah. worked it. Oh oh oh, fuck I was yeah. Waiting. I was waiting we tables.
3: Him, we had him one time for New Year's Eve, and he uh, sells out without I mean, any did radio. You see,
2: did you get to meet
1: him without the gangrene, like the foot?
3: Yes, before and then when we found out, we thought he was going to die from the gangrene. He he went to Isn't Houston. That, I thought he did. No, he oh. did. Uh, speed he died with, he did speedball. Yeah, it was. Oh, it was heroin. Oh, so he did overdose. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought it was from um, the gangrene. Heroin is a. That's, it, that's why he got the heroin or the green. Because green he was from shooting up in his toes. Leg. Yeah, he was yeah. shooting up in his legs. Oh, yeah. Um, or maybe in toes, but more yeah, of the story is. Yeah, yes. Still gross. Um, what I was trying to say is so we had him for New Year's, okay? And. When it comes to New Year's shows, okay, you're not going to typically have comedy fans that come out for big event nights.
2: Amateur hour.
3: Yeah. So our our mistake as a venue, because the comedy club, we go, hey, who do you guys want for New Year's? And we're like, Mitch, get Mitch, you know, we love Mitch, you know. So we booked (coughs) Mitch for New Year's. Well, these people came out and they didn't understand. How brilliant Mitch was because they weren't fans of comedy. Mm-hmm. And I had people walking out. This is the worst comedy yeah. show I've ever seen in my life. And in a legend, to, he's. he's it, and that's what you never know. And the first time we ever had Sebastian Maniscalco, he came mm-hmm. as a feature.
2: Sebastian, I, 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 if you're saying he didn't hit, I never saw him. Who was he him featuring him. for, by the Freddie way? Freddie Soto. Freddie Sido, That was back in 2003. And he came through wow. on New Year's Eve, and uh, wow, what and so, the fuck? Yeah, so Sebastian he was rocking. He was rocking. Uh, he was rocking like tight jeans and a t-shirt. He was actually waiting tables at the time. Yeah, in he's in just LA. turned 30. Yeah. yeah, at
3: that hotel, right? Yeah. And so he came through, and we loved him. Freddie's like, "You're gonna love this guy." And he did his thing, and all of us were like. We love him. And now and, he's And, and top we kept five bringing him back, bring him back, bringing him back, bringing him back. And then, you know, he went, sold out Madison Square Garden. Yeah. Oh, that's I'm so, so famous. That's so nuts, man. Uh, that's and, so awesome. And now he's, you know, and that's that's what we see. That's the beauty of, we've seen so many comics. And like I was saying earlier, Steve, I, when I started at the comedy club, I walked, I actually came to the comedy club probably about a month or two before I ever started there. And I went and saw Joe Rogan, okay? And my buddy was friends with Joe Rogan, so... Joey Coco Diaz, Joe Rogan, and somebody Ari Shafir, probably. No, Ari wasn't with the group. Oh, okay. This is like 2000. Yeah, this is 19- 1999. Okay, I think that was before. 19- early early yeah. 2000, yeah. And we went and hung out. We went and partied together. So I had never even worked at the comic club. And Joe Rogan was my first time to ever go to a comic club and Coco Diaz, okay? And um, so with, with what I'm saying with Freddie and these guys, the, like Jay Moore brings comics where you go, this guy's funny. Ralphie May came through with Jay Moore. Bobby, Bobby Lee came through with somebody. I think it was probably Jay Moore as well. Um, but a lot of these comics come through,
1: and then as they
2: progress... Bobby Lee came through man, with That's Carls so Spursuit. cool that you guys right. got
1: to... You guys got to see some of the top, most famous comics in the country before anyone knew them. Well, that's be so clear. Sick.
3: It wasn't C. It was... Hang out. Just hang out. With, yeah, and, hang out with, yeah. And be friends. They come and over play video games. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. We do karaoke at the end of the night. You know, there was, it was, it was like, again, this was.
2: Shang- comedy Shangri-La. Yeah. We, we
3: enjoyed, we enjoyed the comics and comedy because we were fans of it. But also we saw these people as humans and, you know, a lot of people see these guys as kind of. God's in essence or mm-hmm. you know something that
0: it's we've seen them they treated them like real people right yeah. right right right, I mean, right. That, and that makes the difference the hero
2: worship though I can definitely tell where that would be very intoxicating at first yeah but that that's gotta get annoying after a while right
0: right but, but these guys are rare in, in the business well so guys that have that have worked at a club consistently for as long as they have mm-hmm. that's not Always the case, right? Right. And there's there's only a handful of places like that. I, I think
3: it's just a testament to uh, our owners. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. I gotta say, and, like, from
1: this conversation, I I can genuinely tell that you guys like love comedy you love comedians my wife tells me all the time to stop talking about
3: yeah, comedy his, yeah his yeah. idea of
2: a, of a fun date is bringing his wife to the comedy club yeah she's yeah. She's, she, she's, she's become like, a fan she, of comedy she's, she's like, all three three judgmental on and I, that that not that good yeah um,
3: but um, you know the, the reality of it is I have to stop and you know I have to stop talking about it because I know that it is annoying to people who are not comedy and so I don't even talk about it's it like, it's funny because people come up to me and they're like oh you know what do you do and I'm like um, you know I'm in marketing yeah. Okay. You know, and they're like, "Oh, what kind of marketing?" You know, and I'm like, oh, "This." And then when they find out, they're like, "Oh, oh." You know, and they don't realize who we know. Okay.
2: Yeah. I say I say restaurant management, and people are like, "Oh, Chili's, right?" I'm like, "You know it, chicken and crisp It's for just life. easier sometimes. Just avoid those conversations. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's
0: yeah just, pretty much.
3: Then they start going down this rabbit hole of, "Oh," and you're like, "Yeah." And you know, I remember my father-in-law when I first met him, and we were dating, and he starts talking about this. Cause he's Italian. He's like, oh, there's this Italian comic. He's he's uh, it's, it's Sebastian. And I yeah. go, oh, Sebastian Maniscalco. Yeah, yeah. And she, he's like, oh, you ever seen him? I'm like, I know him. You I have want, his number. You want to call him? Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and so it's like, you know, and, and that's that's the, the positives. But on the flip side, my wife's over it you know she's yeah right you know right. so um, but we, we unfortunately we got a comedy show to we, go it, to it, we got right, a right, with right, Josh
2: yeah. Wolf. I
1: could, I could literally fuck oh I love Josh Wolf. I saw I mean, him it, at last this life. guy could literally fuck us all night I've never
2: been more flattered in my entire <laughs> I, life I, I could talk I'm not to you into guys. it but group. I appreciate I it could literally fuck <laughs> this entire group
0: if you didn't learn anything from the two hours you talked to them then you probably should stop doing the podcast.
2: <laughs>
1: Absolutely. I mean, this was, and also for anyone listening, this is that's a lot of really good inside baseball right there. Uh, Sean Trainer, Jay McClintock, Big Al Gonzalez. Thank you guys so much for coming on. Thanks um, having I much. like can't express uh, how much I appreciate you guys coming on. Do you know why we're here? We're here
3: for an intervention. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. We're here because. Who's getting
2: we, intervened? You need it, to drink
0: it, a better beer. Yeah. The, the,
2: the <laughs> oh, big piece I'm kidding. I'm oh, trying to get a sponsorship. I'm going to have <laughs> to edit the reality
0: that
3: out We're here because we know that forward. you're a comic that's trying to do what you're trying to do and achieve what you're trying to achieve. And uh, we're big fans of supporting comics. So we're here to support you, support your show. Thank you so much. And if we can help you in your progression or anybody listening, uh, we we tell you this stuff because we want you guys to succeed. There's nothing that brings me more joy in my life than for you to go and sell out Madison Square Garden and never call me back (laughs) when I call you. Let it go. (laughs) It (laughs) brings me so much joy to just walk by me and just go, hey.
2: Okay. Well, thank uh, you
3: guys
1: yeah. so much <laughs> We're going to go out on some Marty Robbins Thank you guys so much for coming Thanks,
0: To the town of our free Who wrote a stranger one fine day Hardly spoke to folks around him Didn't have too much to say